Good morning, Cannabis Life Radio. My name is Nasser El Mula, alongside Arby Barroso, Cheryl Murray Powell, and welcome to episode 12 of Cannabis Life Radio. Arby, how's it going? St. Patrick's Day. It is, it is. Happy St. Patrick's. Day of the Green, baby. Day of the Green. The Day of the Green. Cheryl, day of the green. good to Look, see you. Happy Green Rush Day. Looking yes, lovely. Yes. Thank you. Got we, my butterless shirt on today. Let me see, what, what, let me see that pin you got on. Let me see that oh, pin oh, you got on, though. Uh, nothing but my little turp. We're gonna have to zoom, zoom, zoom on that later. Cannabis <laughs> life and turps over my heart. Yeah. We've got a we've got a jam packed episode today. Today, you guys, we're gonna we're gonna get into some updates. We're gonna have a couple of guests in our studio today. We're gonna have uh, Eden Marley, granddaughter of Bob Marley, calling in on our episode, which is so awesome. Love which it. is super awesome. Uh, really excited about that. We also have Bruce Nathan, who's running for governor here in Florida. Who's joining us in studio today, in Brucey studio. Bruce. Bruce. Yeah, baby. Here yes, we here we Bruce go. is in studio, and uh, and then also we're gonna end the show with a special guest who's joined us this morning. Special guest, and we're gonna let you try to guess who he is as we go along to the show. First, first, uh, first hint. He played in the NBA. He played in the NBA for the Los Angeles Lakers as one of the teams that he played for. What? I'm going to keep giving away hints and see if people Uh-oh. can get closer Uh-oh. and closer. $500 as the giveaway. Goes. Is that giveaway Nasser? And uh, at the end of our show, yes, giveaway Nasser's popping out. I got my St. Paddy's Day giveaway of $500 worth of CBD. Gotta love that. Going to two people, two winners today. So, nice. guys, how's it going? Arby, what's going man, on this week, man? It's uh, It's been a crazy 10 days, as you can hear it in my voice. Uh, Cheryl and myself have been traveling. We've been running. Yeah. We've been running nonstop yeah. through uh, many airports. Uh, we actually ended up uh, in the Nebraska, as we spoke about last time. Yep. We actually had a letter um, that was written to the judge, which was the judge was extremely fair um, and was really open uh, during during uh, the preliminary hearing. Um, and uh, it looks very, very good right now. It, it really does. And uh, Sean Pickens, uh, shout out to him also. Shout out, obviously, to Mrs. Cheryl Mary Powell, which they did an amazing, amazing job. Uh, just kind of really writing everything down, making sure that the law's right in Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Um, what would they charge her with if it was just CBD? Um, they do have rules in the book, um, and uh, those rules were not broken. This is that store owner that was selling CBD yes, products yes. and got a sting operation from last week, yes, right? Absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. So that that operation, that sting operation, lasted over you know two months. But the fact is, is that the store owner was never notified, was never told to take it down. It was only through an opinion letter through the attorney general that they went in there, and it was literally just one officer. Uh, really, again, we support the officers. We support um, anything that has to do with an actual criminal offense. But the fact is, is that they should have given this poor lady. Never had a criminal record. She's trying to make you know pay her rent and you know live in her home and stuff. And uh, they've made her go through some torment. You know, they put yeah. her in jail and for eighteen. Only, not only her, but um, you know, three other others. People, three other people yep. were um, put in jail for 18 hours as a result of this. Um, so we, we, we're optimistic, as Arby said. Uh, the judge was definitely fair. Uh, we submitted our um, our letter, just say, summarizing the law, uh, the fact that there was no violation of the law that CBD is legal on a federal level and in the state of Nebraska. Yeah, get that mic a little closer. We need people to hear you, girl. Oh, Come on now. Big there's that there, voice. Yes, there, oh. there she is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm telling you, we've been traveling a lot, and, man. And, 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 I, and I saw on your... Well, we I have s- CBD, so we're good. True. true. And I yeah. saw on your social media, I saw some of the Green Roads team. Green Roads team was somewhere. I think, was it, That's was it a Vegas? That's a big shout out. That's was, a big it a, sh- was it Vegas? Yes, it was Vegas. What was happening in Vegas? And yeah. Cheryl was in Vegas, too, I, I hear. I was, I was, on a different We kind of missed each other. We I mean, it's like, I'm telling you, there's so much traveling going on. You didn't find her at the slot machines, huh? No, no time for it. No time? 
I just like elbow people out when the money starts coming out, <laughs> grab something. <laughs> she walks one around with bouncers, man. You gambling. don't even know. She walks around just like, hey, yeah. that's my winnings. Get exactly. out of here, man. And it's then hard. I run. And then I run. <laughs> but no, it was great. It was great. I mean, it was ASD. Uh, it was uh, a huge event in Vegas. Uh, we had just gotten back from the champ show. And uh, we, we, we took our, you know, our, our click out there. We had about 15, 16 people with us. Um, they did an amazing job as, as they usually do. I mean, we're extremely proud of, of the company and, and what we represent. And one of the best things too is when you go to these shows, you have, you know, uh, people that have been with us now for 36 months. So when we're constantly going to these shows, they see the same people same over people and over. building relationships with them. Exactly. We're not just burning and turning and burning, just new sales guys. Our sales guys are amazing guys, and, and they care about what we're doing. They have an amazing vision, amazing drive, very well educated in the industry now that they've been with us for, for quite a while. And even the new uh, recruits that, that have come in. Um, I'm surrounded by FSU guys. So, I mean, uh, as you know, I'm a UM guy. So. Uh-huh. But I got to have love for them, and honestly, they've done an amazing amazing job and and we wouldn't be here if it wouldn't be for their you know their vision their passion they're reaching out you know talking to these stores educating them because there's still you know and we'll talk to bruce about it there's still a lot of you know a lot of things that are going on in this industry that are really shocking to the fact that this product doesn't get you high but yet they're still scheduling it as a one on some occasions they're really saying they're not because of the farm bill due to obama so there's just a lot of things that are going on right now and we're just trying to help educate so and we that's, focus on the patients. We're trying to educate, as Arby said, but we stay focused on the patients. That's what drives us. That's uh, our, our motivation. And once we stay focused on that, we know that we're going to end up on the right side of history. It's very important. Yeah. yeah. Super first. important. Patients super first. important. We're educating every single day, and we're going to be educating you guys more as this episode goes around and comes around. When we come back, Eden Marley, granddaughter of Bob Marley, coming up. Awesome. Coming up. Super. What's your favorite Bob Marley song? Oh, gosh. No Woman, No Cry. Woo. Three Little Birds, Three Little Birds is like on, on my hit list. We're gonna have too, to yeah. jam out. I mean, I think the whole album rocks. So. Stay tuned, we'll be right back.
Cannabis Life Radio. We are back. I am Nasser Mula, joined by Arby Barroso, Cheryl Murray Powell, and we have our first guest for today's episode, St. Patty's Day edition, Eden Marley. Eden Marley, the granddaughter of Bob Marley and also the founder of the Garden of Eden Foundation. Eden, can you hear us okay over there? Hey, Eden. Hi. Eden, we can't hear, we can't you. hear you. Hold on, we're going to work it out. <laughs> we see you smiling. Keep, we're we're we laugh. see you smiling. Just laugh. Gotta love it. Echo, 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 echo. Eden, we. There you go. I think it's right there. A little bit lower. Right there. Hello, hello. Can you I think Eden can hear us, but we, we cannot can hear, hear her. Eden. <laughs> and Will, there's an echo on mine. Yeah, there is definitely a little echo. Well, while we're getting this technical issue res- resolved, am I echoing? Yep. Yep. No. We are going to uh, take it to a quick commercial break for technical difficulties, and we'll be right back. <laughs> 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 Okay, I think it's probably going to call you right now. I don't know if I can hear now. And we're back. We're back. We can't hear you, unfortunately, Eden, so we're going to call you. We're going to call you right now, okay? Testing, testing, one, two, three. Testing, testing, and we're coming back now. Hi. Okay, sure. Okay, perfect. 
Mike, welcome back to Cannabis Life Radio. It looks like we still have Eden on the live feed. We have some technical difficulties. Just a smidge. Just a smidge. You got a beautiful smile. Thank you. Thank you. So, by the way, shout out to William. He's, I guess he's got her on live stream. We can see her, but we can hear you through the phone. So, Eden, good morning. Sorry about those difficulties. How are you today? Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Thank you for having me. Absolutely. It's, a, it's our pleasure. It's our pleasure. How is it over there right now? In Jamaica. Pretty chilly. Yeah? No, I don't think she's in Jamaica. Oh, you're not? Where are you at right now? Where are you? We're in New York. Oh, then right. it's definitely awesome. chilly. Is, that home? Definitely is chilly. that home for you, Eden? Yes. Okay, fantastic. Well, I just want to say I'm a Jamaican-American. I was born here, but uh, my parents are Jamaican. I spent as much time as possible in Jamaica, and, uh, you know, your family means the world to our culture and our heritage. So, you know, thank you for keeping that going and, and continuing to do good work. I know uh, the Marley family does a lot of philanthropy, and we're definitely interested in hearing about your organization and all the people that you're helping. And Cheryl, sorry to interrupt you, yeah. but Eden, if you could, uh, if you could mute your computer, I think some of our viewers are hearing an echo. So if you can mute your computer, I think that they can hear you from both ends. It's just we couldn't hear you. Does that work for us, Will? Um, my computer is muted. Okay. There you hey, go. All right, all right, all right. We got it. I was just talking about the Marley family and, and how they've contributed to the uh, culture of Jamaica and, and what we're known for. Um, so it, it's just massive. It's an honor to speak with you. Um, last year, uh, we got an opportunity to participate with the Marley family, family in Kaya Fest. Uh, so Kaya Fest was held here in Miami. I was part of the seminar. I was one of the speakers, so I uh, really enjoyed that. Um, and it was uh, just a great opportunity to mix and mingle with people. It was a good, fun time for everyone. It was very diverse and multicultural, um, so it, w it was fantastic. And uh, Miami was pleased to, to host it. I know it's on the West Coast this year, so might fly out because it's not 420 weekend where there's like tons of stuff going on. It's actually the following weekend, I believe, on the 28th of April. Yeah. Last year was really, really a was, lot of fun. Was, a lot of fun. Oh, Eden. <laughs> Let's not go I made, I made Arby come out. Yeah. <laughs> Arby was supposed to be home, but I was like, you got to come out, yeah. bro. It's the best event ever. And, Absolutely. And it, it was lit. Eden, real. Eden, for our viewers that don't know you, tell us, tell us a little bit about you and some of the things that you do. Okay, sure. I am Eden. I'm 24. I'm in law school. And, um, but my full-time life is um, my organization. It's called the Garden of Eden Foundation. And our mission is to empower women and youth by cultivating self-esteem and self-worth through the arts, education, and sustainable community development projects. Fantastic. And um, Cheryl, sorry, uh, I know that you're a lawyer, so that's yes. amazing. And um, I was actually at Kaya Fest too, Garden of Eden. We had a booth at Kaya Fest last I year. I actually remember so that. Yes, yes, I do remember. And uh, that booth was well attended. A lot of people went to the booth and uh, talked about your story. Um, uh, the magazine that I am working with, um, High, Life Ma High Life Magazine, they actually did a, uh, like, 
did some uh, wrote an article that featured uh, Garden of Eden as well. So absolutely familiar with it. And you're in law school, so I'm super amped about that. There you go. We need attorneys in this space. Oh my gosh, Green Roads hiring. You know, Green Roads is always hiring. <laughs> We're always hiring. always hiring as many absolutely. attorneys as we could have. We're we'll always trying to get rid of me, but I, <laughs> Never. I keep. I keep Come on now. Come but on. We're, now. we're always succession planning. Let's put it that way. So, um, but definitely, when you're taking the bar, I got you because uh, I love to mentor the law students. Love to mentor law students taking the bar. And um, yeah, join us in the care in the cannabis space because there's tons of work and uh, good work where you're helping people and matching farmers with opportunity. Um, so no, definitely look forward. To, I'll be following you through law school and know I'm a phone call away. Because that's what I do. And she means yeah. every word yeah. of that. She's, I see her mentor many, many, many people that are, are going through law school. So I definitely applaud you on that, Cheryl, for sure. No, thank you very much. But, yeah, so, Edith, so tell us, tell us how, you know, where you're going with this and then what are your goals or what are you trying to achieve um, once you get out of law school? Like what's the industry or, or what, you, what are you trying to put together once you get out of school? Um, an empire, really. I love it. We'll nice. see love what it. happens. Building, <laughs> um, building. So, yeah, definitely. I'm the oldest of eight. So, um, and my siblings are, you know, they're going on their own path. So I hope to be like the checks and balances of all of that. And also, um, maybe entertainment or corporate law. I'm not sure yet, but I definitely, um, want to use what I learned in law school to continue building the foundation, uh, Garden of Eden, uh, you know, like we, we're actually going to Haiti next week for, um, a youth empowerment project. Yeah. So, um, I, you know, we have people sign contracts for foreign travel and for liability and for photos. So definitely want to continue doing that. And I'm not sure whatever I do though, I know it's going to be for the artist or for, for whoever I'm helping. It's never, you know, lawyers have such a bad stigma attached to them, Absolutely. so I hope that is not attached to me. I don't want that to be me at all whatsoever. Um, it won't be because yeah. we can I already see I, yeah. your heart. We Absolutely, can see yeah. With, between your smile and your heart. I mean, the fact is, is attorneys yeah. get that name just because of the way they are. Um, but if you're really doing good things and you're really supporting, you know, uh, across the board, minorities, a- anybody who's trying to really get ahead in life, um, and you're supporting them the right way, that that's the best thing. Because in, even in our industry, in the cannabis side or the CBD side, um, there's not a lot of attorneys that know much about the right. industry. So they charge a lot of money. Um, and they're really not experienced enough to really be charging that type of money. So having people coming up at you know at your age of 24 and going through Absolutely. law school and uh, and being involved in something of the industry, you'll get so educated that you'll be able to actually truly help um, instead of just having a big firm that really doesn't understand what this business is going or what it's doing. And and a lot of people get affected by that, especially the people that don't have all the money in the world that want to hire an attorney right. that really want mm-hmm. to get be part of this industry this industry only has one percent minorities right now african-american at that so that and on its own should be a shame on something that's a brand new industry it's a brand new industry why is it so segregated 99 percent being you know other besides african-american so i think that's a big issue and i think it has to do a lot starting with attorneys consultants and everything else to build that industry because it's very expensive to get into this industry and if you don't have enough money or Mm -hmm. the right backing you're not going to get in 
And what I love about Arby, that's how we kind of connect, is, is that diversification of the industry piece, making sure that everyone's represented. Um, you look at Green Roads, you see basically a rainbow. Um, there's people from all backgrounds, all faith backgrounds, all ethnicity backgrounds, and um, that's, what, that's our strength. That's the key to our strength. Now, um, your, your family has some opportunities in the cannabis space. Um, there's the, well, I, I saw Marley Coffee at, out at the Kaya launch event. Um, there's a dispensary activity, um, High Times Magazine as well. I think Nine Miles, um, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, so there's a lot of activity in the cannabis space. Um, th- and then you have your uh, sustainability platform, which, again, sustainability is becoming a bit of like a buzzword, but it's so very important. Can you Talk a little bit about, because uh, I have a company called Green Sustainable Strong, which, re- again, we partner with farmers and um, look at the sustainability projects and uh, connecting uh, investors to um, opportunity. Um, and, and also when I consult across the country, because I'm only barred in Florida, as you know, you're mm-hmm. usually barred in a jurisdiction. And then if you work beyond that, you can't work as an attorney. So I work um, as a consultant under Green Sustainable Strong. But talk a little bit about sustainability because you touched upon it but what does that mean and what does it mean for women sustainability means so much so first and foremost my dad um he's a farmer so he has a farm in jamaica where he you know he grows his coffee beans and you know that's marley coffee oh really and, okay, um, excellent. yeah and actually house of marley they are a um they make speakers headphones but they make it all through recycled products and um that's sustainability um, when I go to Haiti, for instance, we do a we we do a field trip with about 250 kids, and we bring them to a farm and do a hike and actually teach them how to grow their own food and um, just use the environment to help them. And so, but also sustainability is like how to sustain yourself. And so, when you mean like, what does that mean for women? I'm going to mm-hmm. actually broaden that and say like, what does that mean like? for people in general, because sustainability is, it's like you can teach a man how to fish or you can give him a fish. It's more sustainable to teach him how to fish. And so with Garden of Eden, that's what I'm trying to do is that, you know, in these minority communities and, you know, things that you've been speaking about, and I hate to blame the government, so I'm not going to do that, but minorities are most of the time at a disadvantage due to their environment. And so, sustainability for me, what I, my end goal in minority communities would to make it so that they can sustain themselves by giving them the tools and the resources that they need to know and learn in order to sustain themselves. So, you know, kind of teaching them how to fish rather than giving them the fish. I, lo- I, I love that, that. description. Really well yeah. said. Fantastic. Really well very, very said, well Eden. Said. I have a question. Earlier, we were talking about stereotypes of, for attorneys, right? That there's this there's a stigma mm-hmm. to an attorney. I want to know if there is a stigma or a stereotype to being a Marley. You know, somebody like Bob Marley, a big advocate for the cannabis community. A lot of people that are in our community they aspire. You know, Bob Marley is of the living legend. Is there any stereotype behind being a Marley? Oh, so many. Come on, give me some of them. Give me some of them. First of all, can you imagine me sitting in a law school class? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Can I have your autograph? Can I take a picture? Let's do a selfie. (laughs) Not even. It's just, it's so much beyond that. You know, um, one of the things that are, that come with um, me, for instance, I can't speak for all of us. We're a 
we are a tribe. There are so many of us. Yeah. Um, we saw that at Kaya Fest. Everyone was there. It was awesome. Yeah, Every single exactly. sibling was there at Kaya Fest. Sorry to interrupt you, but it was beautiful to see. Yeah. And even then, some of us were missing. So imagine right. that. Right. It was, yeah. it was wonderful. So, yeah. I, I love being a part of a big family. But um, my experience, people, um, the stigma attached, of course, you know, um, first question, do you smoke weed? Next question, how does it feel to be a Marley? Um, are you really Bob Marley's granddaughter? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, ah, no, why are you asking me if you don't believe? Right. Um, but, you know, and also what comes with it is, like, people automatically think that you are super rich and so privileged. And, um, you know, that's not the way I was raised. I was raised, you know, to work, to, you know, make something of yourself and... Excellent you know, give back and, you know, just life, things are not handed to you. So you need to work in order to sustain yourself. And, um, you know, many people think I'm just like this princess that lives on top of a palace. and that's Listens not- to reggae all day all on day, the beach. Just- <laughs> on the beach, smoking, on you the know, beach, that, hanging that's out. That's so wrong. No yeah. Even no, ask her. It's yeah. even so wrong to associate, oh, do you smoke weed or you smoke mm-hmm. cannabis? I mean, you don't go up to somebody and say, hey, do you drink alcohol? Right. You know, or, you know, yep. something similar to that. I mean, now that that's a stigma that we need to break. I mean, even even with Marley or anybody else, that's yep. a stigma that needs to be broken. Because the fact is, is that in my eyes, um, cannabis is 100 times better than alcohol or being mm. on alcohol itself. Right. So, I mean, to ask that question is really it's almost like a disrespect. We're not smoking. We're, we're medicating. We're exactly. medicating. I have my Medicaid shirt here. When I, when I see the Marleys, they're always working and always like they have, they have such a strong entrepreneurial spirit, which I love and always giving back. So um, it, it's just so important that we replicate that. Um, when that High Times article hit that, you know, I believe it was Damien Marley uh, invested in High Times. It's like that's possible for us. It shows the younger generation that's po- possible. Another um, company that I have is Pipeline Planters, and it's all about pl- pipelining so that what everything we're working for and fighting for in this generation of the industry, that we prepare the next generation to grow it and not give it away like we see land loss. Your father's a farmer, so you know the value in farmland, and, and, but you've seen in Jamaica how many people have lost their farms, lost land, because the next generation, you know, of course farmers aspire for their kids to go to law school and do things like that, but how do we bring them back into the fold so we cannabis. keep our land? And cannabis, <laughs> is, cannabis is, cannabis is the strategy. Is cannabis is going to do that. I mean, I think cannabis, yeah. uh, the whole plant itself, whether it's yeah. hemp, whether it's cannabis, I think now um, as we're working with DJRE and, and City Year and, and these, these uh, inner city kids and, and all, we, we teach them because they're going to want to be part of this industry. Right. This industry is evolving. It's great to be a part of. And I think, it, as you can see, the, the people that are around us, they're all in their mid-20s. And I think mm-hmm. this is an ama- amazing thing exactly. to do where we could actually re, you know, reinvigorate first our school sensor and the agricultural you know, around the country and around the world. That's, that's a big thing. And, and that's why we work so well with universities, and I'd like to um, um, invite you to do some work with what um, Green Roads is working on with, like, UTech in Jamaica. Um, and, and the, you know, one of the, the professors, um, Dr. Grizzle, she has this great idea, this program of, um, you know, speaking of sustainability and women, tying it right back in, of um, getting, like, housekeepers, because we do have a helper uh, culture. So housekeepers teaching them how to cultivate as part of their skill set and things like that. Um, and and also farmers, small farmers, so they get 
you know, a piece of the industry and things like that. But I want to go back to, to some of the things that you're do, doing. Um, being in law school and, and studying, I guess it's common law, United States law, um, how do you feel like you'll be able to apply that uh, in Jamaica? Are you going to try to become an attorney in Jamaica? Are you going to stay primarily in the United States yeah, as far as your aspirations? Um, as far as my aspirations go, I would be licensed in the United States. Excellent. However, um, you know, I want to apply my knowledge everywhere I go. Uh, mm-hmm. Haiti, Jamaica. Uh, my mother is Haitian, so that is why I have such a strong bond to mm-hmm. Haiti. But, okay, um, yeah, I want to apply my knowledge everywhere. Um, yeah. But I actually uh, want to go back to something that you guys were speaking about when you guys were speaking about uh, marijuana and cannabis. Um, it has such a bad stigma to it. And, mm-hmm. you know, when I was a kid, I used to ask the guy, like, why do you smoke weed? He's like, it's not weed. It's herb. Yep. Yes. You know, this is how you get closer to oneself. Right. And so, you know, I believe in that. I, I agree with that, actually. And, and in Jamaica, they, you know, what just opened last week, Kaya, it's considered a herb house. So it's called a herb house. It's not called a dispensary. It's called a herb house. And there's a specific license for that. Whereas later down the road when the CLA and um, Ministry of Health get their uh, process together, there'll be dispensaries that are more pharmaceutical-based. But for that enlightenment that you refer to, um, it's called a herb house. And um, I think that's and a great that's distinction. A great terminology. It's yeah. like medical medical cannabis. Right. It's just a terminology. Right. And as, as the more yeah. the people hear about that, the better it is. Like, when people say the word dope, I mm-hmm. mean, dope to me is, you know, crack or cocaine or something mm-hmm. like that. People shouldn't be using those type of uh, of, yeah, of pot, pie, weed, you know, weed, all this. It's dope, cannabis. Yeah. It's medical. It's herbs. Those are the type of words that people could get used to. So that's how we could help stop the stigma where people would ask, hey, do you smoke weed? No, I, I medicate with herb or with cannabis. That's that's what we do. But it, it is herb, though, essentially, yep. right? Yeah, like, absolutely. Yeah. Like rosemary. It's like... <laughs> it is and, and you can cook with it yeah. and you can heal with it exactly. absolutely you can do absolutely. everything with that let's do some tea I mean what do you want absolutely. you want so you want it sprinkled perfect. over your salad mm-hmm. let's just uh, it, it could be used for everything it's funny I was in uh, Bahamas I'll tell that story later and get yourself in trouble girl story, no it was a story oh, someone was telling oh, about girl. rice making rice with, uh, with uh, ganja and it, how it affected people it was, I'm going to try that in my rice cooker very small quantities that's the 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 um, lesson from the story very small quantities but as far as um even as far as your clients that you've helped through your programming are there any stories that really um truly inspire you make you know that you're in the right space doing the right thing and this is your purpose is there any uh client story that really resonated with you i work with uh kids for the most part but every time i see them they are so happy um, actually, yeah, I'll tell you the story. Please. Uh, so we have a computer lab in Haiti, and um, I don't know if you guys know much about Haiti, but it's actually the poorest country on our hemisphere. Yes. And so that computer, like, so most people don't have power most of the time, so no Wi-Fi. And that computer lab has allowed so many girls to graduate from technical programs, learn mm-hmm. English, um, just do their homework in general, but also computer literacy. And so much so that I was speaking to the director of where the computer lab is, and she told me that it has had such an effect that the schools of where these girls attend have actually asked to make that computer lab public for all the students and all the schools. That's amazing. 
That's multi-generational so, um, impact. Multi-generational exactly. impact. That's yeah. amazing. And you're, you're changing their destiny for, 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 oh my gosh, for, for centuries in just doing that. It reminds me, there's a story, there's a, I guess there's some, uh, um, like I think it was the Essence one, Awards that happened recently, and one of the young ladies who was in um, the recent Black Panther movement was telling her story, and she was talking about um, the former editor-in-chief of Essence magazine came to Africa year, when she was a child and you know, held her face and said, you are beautiful. And in that moment, her life changed, and now she's in uh, you know, a movie grossing a billion dollars. So all the, you know, you st- I just say that to say, keep doing what you're doing, because you're making a difference. Making a and difference. that's why we're here on this planet, to make a difference like you, Eden. Exactly. Absolutely. Legacy yeah. is what matters. We, we leave this earth. So yeah. what we leave behind is what matters. Absolutely. Thank I you for sharing. Yeah, we really so appreciate much. you joining us. we got to get you some samples of CBD because I'm not sure how much we're educating people at the Eden Foundation about CBD, but we're going to get you some of we're the good stuff from Green Road's World. We'll get here. We'll go over there or one or the other. And Eden, we, wanna, we want people to be able to give to your organization. Yes. How, how can people get in touch with you? How can they support your organization? So um, you can visit our website at gardenofedenfoundation.org. We are on Instagram as well at Garden of Eden SDN. And also we are fundraising for our trip to Haiti at crowdrise.com slash youth empowerment initiative. And is that the one that's happening in two weeks? Are there other future trips that people can participate in as far as actively go and um, contribute financially? So they can actively go and contribute financially to this um, and like all the time. Um, it is happening next week, and so this is what we're using to fund it. But um, this will stay up because we do it every year. Okay, well, you do. This is an annual trip. All right. Well, yeah, this uh, is our second annual. We want to make sure people know how to get in touch with you, how they can contribute to your organization. You're doing good work, and that's what cannabis is about. RB always speaks about, and I'll let you actually speak about about how cannabis can change education and things like that. Well, I mean, it's the, it's the plan. It's finance. It's financials. Uh, as Eden said, she's going uh, to to become an attorney. I mean, all these things matter. Right. Uh, it's got to ground roots. Uh, it, even in Florida, we passed an amendment. Uh, with 71%, and we're still fighting to have this medicine in, in this state. So mm-hmm. the fact is is that we need to continue to push forward. And, you know, as being part of the industry, but on the CBD hemp side and working now, you know, in the future with the University of Florida, we need to educate the younger the, and the community itself because mm-hmm. all, the money, all the money in the world is not going to change this. It's, it has to be a community movement. Absolutely. Um, and, and with the opiate epidemic that we'll get into a little bit later on, that is a movement that's extremely important because nobody talks about it enough. We lose 40,000 people, you know, a year and nobody's barking at it. I mean, that, mm-hmm. that to me is sad. And I think the younger generation, by being able to educate others that that's not the way to go, that possibly cannabis could be used for depression, you know, uh, and, you know all types of uh, illnesses. I think that's the way really that the future is going, and it starts mm-hmm. with the younger, with so the younger generation. Yeah, absolutely. I'm calling on our, all our canna warriors, our, our canna companies to support Eden's organization. Um, and, uh, you know, let's build schools. Let's, um, let's put computers in schools. That's what we're all about. Well, we'll That's put, what we we'll stand for. We'll put a $500 donation on And that. Green Roads is going to give you $500, and we're, we're looking for other people Thank in the industry you. to match. Always. Absolutely. Thank, Thank you, you, Eden, for joining us. Eden, keep educating people. Keep living it up. Enjoy law school. Finish strong. And uh, <laughs> we'll see you sometime soon on Cannabis Life Radio. Thank you so much again for joining us. 
Let me know if you need Thank anything. Thank you so much for having me. I'll need some CBD to like. It's on its way. We got you. We got you. We got you. We got you. It's on its way. Don't worry about it. You're getting the good stuff. Thank you for having me. Good to meet you guys. Good nice to meet, to meet you. It's nice pleasure. Bye. 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 Take us out, Will. Are you Cannabis Life Radio, Eden Marley, granddaughter of Bob Marley. We want to know what your favorite Bob Marley song is. Listen to it during this break. And when we come back, we've got Governor Bruce Nathan coming in studio. He's right our candidate. He's ready to talk about <laughs> cannabis in Florida. So if you're looking to tune in, it's coming up right after this commercial break.
tree and never went back In come a drunk, come a lick, be a shot Carry the 16 on oh my back 45, him never left the track No more see him super cat, need a chat Cyborgs on the wheel and clap No let no things conceal all that Listen to the story He was with him a whole day, so I just tell him Say, if you hear that car in a minute Now you have to keep up like a gear box Then give him a glock Tell him, say, if you lock Don't fear if you knock your country I hear sneer that Without no warning Early in the morning Country and the eagle bitch Don't like a garland And when you pass a black flag And drop all in Anyway you see, tell him, it call him If you want Gold is that and diamond sucks up Country boy, same now, take no tax on him, a real good boy, young Kingston, and real good boy, young Kingston, and run the place, no turning back, fire him a bunny, I go burn him back, boy, him a real good boy, young Kingston, and real good boy. Cannabis Life Radio. My name's Nasser Omula, joined alongside Arby Barroso, Cheryl Murray Powell, and uh, we've got in-studio guest Bruce Nathan running for governor of Florida. Bruce, how are you today? Always good. Every day is good. Oh, there you go. Nice, okay, strong, baby, yeah, you know. voice. I'm well, Bruce. Awesome. I got Welcome to Bruce. our show. Well, I'll, get, I'll give you a couple of hints. I, first of all, I did radio for 12 years. Oh, as a oh voice. Right. So, I do, so I do know radio. It was called For Your Kids Radio Show. I volunteered for this show because it was for me in my life, in my whole life. It's all I got six kids. It's all about my children. So nice. uh, I started off with my youngest who produced the show, and she was only 11 at the time, and I had my oh, wow. five- and three-year-old in the studio. Pretty and then cool. as they grew up, they, they each started to produce their own shows. So it was, it's, this, is, this is what it's all about for me. So you're used to it. Oh, you're, I'm so used yeah, to it. You awesome love the radio. This, I, love, I love the radio. So, you know, well, maybe back you then, could give us a tip here and there. You know, this but, is, but now, it's, now it's, I mean, you're, you're yeah, live right now. Right, I mean, right. we have 5,400 people so far just right. looking at us. Well, right. listen, I got a lot to say. So 
Uh, it's very important to me. So I'm running for governor for the reason of it's back bringing it back to the people. And, and this is what it's all about for me. It really is about my six children 100% of the time because it's about your children and your grandchildren. And as a physical therapist, because that's what I've been doing, I've been 22 years practicing physical therapy. What's and the name of your practice? What, are, you, are you still have it now? Are you? you yeah, I, I work for an agency. Okay. So okay. I am. You know, I'm, I'm fully employed. Okay. So I'm not a politician, which means because politicians are not fully employed. That, so that's because true. we're paying them and we're they're doing nothing that we want. So well, yeah, we actually definitely pay them, and then they do absolutely nothing we want. Nothing we want. Absolutely. So that's it's a huge problem. And so if we don't if we don't change that, that's it, it's it's always going to stay the same. So, so when you say back to the people, you're talking about all of the people and making sure that uh, there's diversity throughout um, your party because you are a Republican, correct? Don't, uh, it's people before party. Absolutely. Understand that I, I ran for... Oh, what, what, what party are you running I'm for? I'm a Republican. Okay. But I that's the only, just that's the make only sure one that's going to win for this election. When the, when the August 28th um, primary goes through, Whoever wins that Republican side, they win. That's it. Because we haven't. Why, had, why would we, you say that? Because people, there's a lot of people who don't understand. No, that, that's okay. That's okay. In, in this industry, or <laughs> and even that that are watching us now, why would you say if a Republican wins the nomination, why would they win the state? Because since 1994, we haven't had a Democratic governor. Okay. So no, it's not going to happen under Trump. There's just no way. It's, it's just, I disagree. I think I think we have some great candidates that are running. I think uh, Andrew Gillum has a following in North Florida. I think uh, Gwen Graham, she has um, a pedigree and uh, a good platform. And then we have Nikki Fried, who's recently opened, uh, entered the market, and she is um, definitely familiar with uh, the, the cannabis, the 71%. Um, so, and, and she's just an interesting candidate, if you ask me. So, um, good. You know, I, there, I love this. There, there, there are Democratic candidates that might give you a run for your money. I'm not going to say that you're wrong in the fact that you, you have a chance to win. Um, I'm just saying that I don't think it's a done deal that it will be a Republican. I think, I think everybody has a chance to win. I think everyone I think, has a chance to win. And the only reason why is because it all depends on the platform they run on. Right. Um, so this, this, this election, my eyes, because I, I look at politics, I love politics. Uh, the fact is, is that um, I'm neither a Democrat or a Republican. I'm in the middle. I'm a Libertarian. I like the people. I like agenda-driven. I like small government. I want opportunities for everybody. Um, and I think that's a big platform. The other platform is the opiate addiction in this, in this state um, that was handled, I think, wrong. Um, and there is a Republican in, in Tallahassee, and I think they've handled this wrong. They've made it a street drug, just like Kentucky. Kentucky now has a 30-milligram Roxy goes for $30. You know, and you have now people going that can't afford those pills going to heroin. Heroin was out the window, um, you know, six, seven years ago. Heroin's back. It's back in the inner city. It's back across the board in, in every neighborhood possible because when people can't get their, their Roxies or whatever they were, they were taking, um, now they're going to heroin. Um, and coming from somebody that had an addiction um, and was terrified of needles, that's probably the only reason why I'm still here. Um, is I know what those families are going through, and it's touched every single family, and now heroin is right back up by 23 to 24%. So I really think it's the platform that the people run on, whether Democrat, Republican, it doesn't matter. I think the people are tired when we vote for something and something doesn't go the way it was voted for. We voted for cannabis as the Constitution. We voted for that type of medication in the state, and now they're still fighting for the fact of us even having it. Um, we only have about 40,000 patients in, in a state that has 20 million people. 
Um, all right, so let me talk about the solutions. So okay, go. you guys I, talked enough. You get to talk all the time. No, no, my turn. That's well, it. not quite. I'm going right to say the presumption. The presu- I'm just okay. going to say one last thing. The presumption that a Republican is definitely going to win is erroneous, and it runs counter to your um, previous statement as far as people before party. If people before, if it was people before party, then there wouldn't it be is. that presumption well, look, that necessarily I've, a Republican is going to uh, win the government. Well, let's okay. give him a shot. Let's but, go. But look at your history. Okay, look at the people's history. If you want to see the people, look at Gwen's history. Look at Andrew's history. They're politicians, number one. And we are done with politicians. So I, could, I could agree with that. They're going to tell you whatever they I, want to tell I you. I disagree that we're on, done with on, politicians because if you're not a politician, you have no history. So we don't even know what to go on. We, we're just going on your word versus your actions. So right. I don't know if well, that's but, the direction we want to go in. But the actions we, of them are whatever their money is going to drive them towards. And that's every single politician. Do you think that's the case for Trump? Uh, well, no, because he had the money. He doesn't need that. So he had ten billion dollars. So we right. so we didn't vote for Trump because uh, we we didn't vote for him in the way that we wanted to think that he was going to be there for the money and money pushing him. We knew he had the ten billion dollars. We knew he could run the whole campaign all by himself on his own dime, and that there was no reason for him to think about money in any other but capacity. But haven't we seen his so, financial gain as a result of being president of the United States? No, I think. And I, isn't no. that an ethical no. issue? I, I think, sure. On no. that side, I think all presidents see the financial gain once they're in office. That that's so, that's a, not to this extent, and not to the, creating a deficit like we've seen in the in the past year. But he did, he did not do this for a financial gain. He absolutely did not. We all know it. We all who voted for him, we know he did not do this for financial gain so i, I, I disagree I, okay so well uh, i'm not here for trump i'm yeah. here because i'm here for the state of florida i'm here for the state's rights and the bottom line is as a governor these people don't know who are running for governor they don't know that what states rights are and you're not going to vote it doesn't matter democrat republican i don't care who's there but I can tell you right now, they're not a constitutional patriot, and they're not going to vote for what's right for the people. They're going to who, who's they? Gonna, who's the they you're referring any of them. to? I don't care if who, you put who? Uh, who? Putnam, DeSantis, uh, the Speaker of the House, who's I'm calling him the Shredder. He's now called the Shredder of our Second Amendment rights. Um, anybody else who's there, they are not there for us. But and, you and will be. hundred percent. As a physical therapist, I've been there. I was just talking to Kareem over here about his knee and what happened with his knee because I'm I'm concerned about him. I'm concerned so about every single politics? person. And, and how does that reflect on your ability to lead a state? Because I've seen thousands of people in their homes, and I know what they want. And that's a huge dynamic uh, import for me. And because I've, seen, as, as, I've seen thousands of people, too. doesn't mean that I'm going to be the governor or a good governor. I understand where he's coming from, but what, what do you see when you go to people's houses? Like, what, what's the issues in the state what of Florida What do people need from Bruce? I, I, see, I see an insurance program that's, that's lost. I have invented We the People Healthcare. I have, inv- I have a patent pending healthcare system that's going to be here for Florida. And what, what is that? And how will you financially th- benefit if that patent pending? I, I don't. Um, it's, not, it's nonprofit. I'm not financially benefiting at all. I don't want to be fina- I don't want to be financially benefiting anything that has to do with something for the people. And how is that structured? I just want to ask it's, because it's, obviously we want to. I understand where you're coming from now. Now, how would that be structured? Because we know that the, the healthcare system is broken. Gone. Done. So, so how would how would we? S- make this right for Florida for people that don't have health care or can't afford it. So the, the reason why it's exactly perfect is because there is no insurance, there is no Medicare, and there's no Medicaid. I've gotten rid of every single thing that's in the way of between you and your doctor. So you can talk to your nurse practitioner, your doctor, and it's through a telemed system that's already been invented. It's implemented. It's got a sensor scan all that goes on you. Ten points will be censored, go right to the doctor, and what happens is the doctor decides at that point through your uh, um, um, telemed system, through, a, through either a smartphone, through a tablet, and it's going to say, 
okay, uh, you need to come see me or you don't need to come see me or I'm going to come see you at your home. The big idea for me and this whole health system is to bring it and keep it in the home because the infections are all in the hospital. Mm. We, are, we are way out of control with the fe- infections in the hospital. But that's, and that's the big part of it. But let me talk specifically about why because I'm on Cannabis Life can, Radio. Can you tell me what, the pa- what name the patent's in? Uh, it's called, um, oh my gosh. Hmm. Uh, we'll get back to that. We'll get back to that. Let's talk about cannabis. Let's talk about mass but it, incarceration. But it is, but it is patent. No, wait, wait, you got to do so, one or the no, other. No, They're both. No, <laughs> no, no I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to finish this because part of this system includes um, farmers. Okay, so you have doctors, you have patients, you have manufacturers and farmers. That's the key element to this system. The farmers are going to be able to produce not only hemp, which I plan on making the biggest hemp in, in the United States versus in the world, because this is the place. How would you do that? Because I'm, I'm, I've been in this industry 11 years, and I want to hear how that's going to yeah. be done. Because be- the fact is, is that we do it now, and we've been doing it for we've been doing it for 11 years. So I would love to hear how are we going to make this because this is right up our alley. Because it's been done in these tiny little parcels, and it's, and it hasn't been big enough, and we're not pushing it enough. But, and if but you don't have a parcels where this, though. Well, because right now we're not growing it in the state of Florida. Right, no. right. And it's not, well, it's not enough to make it so it makes a dent or a difference. Well, let's we're say, not let's growing say, it at all. Let's say we get rid of sugar and put hemp there instead. Well, uh, that, that, that's a whole big, because and there's a lot of money involved and uh, there's a lot of people getting that's money. That's lawmaking, which isn't the function of the executive branch. That's law. No, that's not lawmaking. Let's just say, let's Pre- just say, let, well, let's go Pre- with the health. I'm, uh, I'm a health care professional. I, and in the health of Florida right now is, is in the bottom that it's ever been. And right now we have Monsanto here, we have GMOs, we have fertilization that's out of control. It's toxic. It's toxic to my children, toxic to your children. I agree with that. And if we I don't mean, change that right now. It's a soundbite, though. It's a soundbite. That's sound not bite. a soundbite. So, so, so the let me ask, no, industry is anti-Monsanto, anti-GMO. We, we are anti, so, we're so anti, we're anti, yeah. If you're in a cannabis audience and you say, oh, man, Monsanto sucks. Yay, we're going to say no, yay. No, I want to get back, and I want to get back, and you got a good point, because being the fact is is that the, the GMOs and the, what are being created in this industry right Right now is is toxic because uh, it, it is a combination of many things in synthetics that is not the natural plant. I want to get back to the hemp side, what I because because that's going to bring jobs. Right, it's going to bring. It's the next trillion it's, dollar industry. It's absolutely hundred uh, percent. I, I could agree with have you. Have you been on a hemp farm? Have not. But I do have uh, I do have uh, in laws that have peanut and cotton farms up in the up in uh, Alpha and up in the Panhandle. So, so and they he, would be happy to grow hemp. Absolutely, versus the absolutely. we would definitely. We want this to be a a, a huge industry because right. it was a billion dollar industry in the 1930s before the government basically crapped on that through Andrew Mellon and Assinger and all these guys and they made it illegal and we can't we won't even get into that whole story. But how can we bring that to Florida? Because the fact is is that that is a billion trillion dollar crop on its own for everything that we could do from homes to feeding um we have cows we're the third largest in in cattle and we're sending them to kansas city to get fattened up I, before I, we have the meat so know. we could use I, these kind of things here in florida which would create an amazing amount of economic growth how would we how would we launch that here in florida on the hemp side okay. and then we would go into the cannabis side okay i've already talked with a guy who's the largest uh, organic farmer here in florida okay okay he's having now to hire lobbyists to go up to tallahassee 
to say, okay, this is what we want. How do we get hemp in here? Time out, time out. No, I'm going to stop you right there only because we've already passed the bill, right. the SB 1726. We so spent we the money, we yeah. lobbied for it, we passed it. It's a two-year pilot program when it was supposed to be a five. So that's already in the works. The okay. fact is, is that we can't grow it today. We've we got to grow it with the universities, and that's going to be about three to six months out okay. once we get seeds in. We had to self-finance this. And again, I'm in the middle. So, you know, we, we obviously everybody has, you know, their beliefs. But the fact is, is that we had to do a third party funding because we had $750,000 that were going to go to the grants of University of Florida and FAMU. And we had to take that funding out to make sure that we finance as a third party the taxpayer or ta ta the taxpayer's money out so we can we knew it wouldn't be vetoed. And and if again. I'm in the middle. I, if they would have vetoed that, I would have I would have had a heart attack because the fact is is that the amount of money that they would have been spending was pennies compared to the financial and economic growth that Florida would have by growing hemp because we have 30 other Great. states that are doing that right now, including Kentucky, which is blown up in reference to dropping the unemployment for, for these farmers that didn't have anything to grow anymore or they stopped growing tobacco, which is extremely dangerous, as we all know, uh, due to cancer and everything else that they're doing. So... Us as being in the industry, right. people that are in this industry, that are in the cannabis and hemp industry, we don't want alcohol, tobacco, private prisons, or anybody else to get funded through this. But as soon as they are allowed to, like Nevada, have alcohol control the cannabis, which to me is absolutely ridiculous, that's the way they now, the alcohol company started you know, not lobbying against cannabis, they lobbied for cannabis. They so what stops us, right, so what's, what stops the lobbying in Florida from allowing, you know, R.J. Reynolds, the tobaccos, the, the big guys, the alcohol companies, the private prisons to say, you know what, I'm going to go for cannabis or for hemp and stuff like that and let's help push this along because now they're going to financially benefit from this. You know, when Donald J. Trump first came to office and he did a State of the Union address, he said specifically moratorium on lobbyists for 90 days and practically every senator and congressman decided, had a heart attack and they were going to fall over i believe that yeah but yeah, back but, to hemp but wait wait a second there's going to be no lobbyists in my florida in your florida we don't need lobbyists here to tell us what to do because they write the bills they fund these things and that's wrong that's not what we're supposed to be about that's not bringing it back to the people so if we're going to bring it really back to the people it has to be that we have no more lobbyists that we have people that are decided that, that this is who we voted for for a specific reason. And this is to get these things done. And understand, under my We the People healthcare system, this is going to be a huge economic boom because with this system, we not only buy land that's going to have specific clinics on it that's going to have integrative medicine. Okay. So time out. Let me get it. Uh, uh, but, uh, but it's a whole, it's a but whole package. How can you give it? You're giving it right back to pharma. If we're going to no, have clinics, no, all right, no, so that's no, why I understood. No, so let me, let, no, let me, let me re no. rewind. I'll make a comment. I think you're riding on the coattails of all the activism that's happened as far as legalization. I'm not riding on any coattails. And, and saying that I never ride you, you want to create an environment I've without lobbyists. If you ask the people what they want and where the big problem is, it isn't because they're lobbyists. Tallahassee is the most... Um, Difficult place to get to. Common people can't get to Tallahassee. Lobbyists are necessary just because most people don't go to Tallahassee unless there is a burning issue that is important to them that will drive them to go there. But their interests can be represented well, by people. Well, I have to people. say you sound more like a politician. 
than I do. I'm, I'm not a politician. You do, because I have to say, everything th- you're talking about well, leads you, up to the way I the think politics like, work. I think and, you sound like and, someone and who doesn't well, want to answer. Let's get back to No, you sound change. like someone who doesn't hey, want to answer the, the question you, that you were asked I'm, by Arby, and then you're talking about things that have nothing to do with the question. I've answered every question that, that he's asked. You didn't answer the half question. I'm asking, and let's bring some ordinances, because we have a lot of people here on Facebook that are asking questions. Are you somebody that would represent the cannabis or hemp industry through pharma? No. So, Not through so, pharma. So I, if I were... I'm, I'm if the I one were, that's pushing back against pharma. I, look, if, uh, look. Arby, I'm, I'm just saying. Second. I'm just saying. Wait one second. I would I'm just the say, guy that goes into everybody's home. I'm trying I to help you out here. I'm, try, I, I'm trying to help you out here. I'm trying to throw you a bone <laughs> if you listen right. to me for a second. Trying. I'm trying to throw really you a hard. bone. <laughs> when you say clinics or medical facilities on farms... You're basically saying, while you're saying that, is that pharma is going to be on this farm and clinics will be on this farm. No. Well, I understand that you might not mean that, but when you say that, that's not what I'm saying. It's but but, you, but it's not that, what I mean. But that's what you say. Farms. I know what in you my not, world, did not mean. But. Look, I've got I, in my house. I've got essential oils. I've got forty that sit up on on a shelf, and we mix essential oils at my home. Okay. That's all we need. We don't need this pharmacological association to make us better. God gave us on the ground what we need, and we don't need any pharmacies at all. And let me tell you, being in people's homes and seeing the 10 or 15 or 20 different medications that they're on every single day, and that these people are telling me every single day, if I don't take one pill, I'm going to die. This is what I hear. As a real person that's really in their home every that. single day. My mom died of a stomach week. infection. So the fact is, is that, that that's our, one of our biggest causes. And this is why I'm saying I was trying to throw you a bone. People in our industry don't look towards pharma. Pharma has a right to be in some sort of industry because they do the science. Exactly. They break it down in the back well, end. But there's another there's part medicine to that. The right. problem is, is that we have business people, cronies, that are running pharma and they're running a legal drug system. That is what they're doing. We just had incest that they just arrested the CEO that they gave them during the investigation a synthetic approval for a THC product. Yet they were under investigation for the Stark Law for kicking back more than half a million dollars to doctors and everybody else for fentanyl, opiates, and stuff like that. But yet the FDA went back and gave them a THC synthetic approval. So those are the things that I'm just trying to say is that we as the people understand that we don't want the big you know, the big pharmas and all this, they have a right to be in this business because they're going to be able to break down certain genetics, create certain types of medicine for it. But the natural side or when it comes down to recreational or medical side or growing the natural plant, essential oils, as you were saying, terpenes, other things, yes, we should be getting it from the earth itself because there's a lot of things that we don't need to be taking or ingesting medicine-wise that we could easily get through an herb or through an essential oil. That's I don't, I, you see, you're saying they have a right to be in this business. Uh, they do. Well, if they're killing people in other countries, in third world countries, to do their testing, do they still have a right to be in this business? Well, because no. well, that's, 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 that's an extreme like, look, That's okay, an extreme, that's not extreme approach. Because, no, no, because, because Gardasil, which is one of these things that was supposed to be an anti-cancer for kids. One, which one? Which one? I'm Gardasil. 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 You, you know, that use, one. We'll take one. One. Yeah, one. But you that, can't take that one was, example that, well, and say, I'm not taking one example. And you can't say, oh, there's no place for hospitals bringing in the house when there are people who Have you worked in hospitals? Have you worked in 
in my, people's homes? My, have you worked in clinics? Absolutely, absolutely. My, well, I can tell you, my my parents have worked in hospitals. My mother, no, who you a yourself. Nurse, I want to know if you yourself have. Been. I worked for the CDC. Okay, have you been in people's homes, seeing I've what been they do, hospitalized, looking at these medications, researching these medications? I work with seeing patients what these all do, of the time. These, I work with patients day, all of the time. Every day, not for every the last day, because I'm an years? Not every day, but okay, that doesn't but mean, that doesn't mean you're do. a good cut candidate for governor. It doesn't mean you're going to make a good governor. And that's why I'm trying to finish our conversation. You, I start talk, challenging you on things. You say I sound like a politician. I'm an activist. I'm never a politician. So is and what is a, what is a, what is, Okay, well, you know, that's fine if that's the way you want to approach it. But when we're asking you straight up facts and we're saying you can't take extremes like there's no place for pharma in this one, we know that there are some, there are some medications that are helpful that have gone through clinical trials that people need to live. I've had my thyroid taken out. I can't live without taking a pill every day of Synthroid. So I cannot live without Synthroid. But I also use cannabis. It's about moderation. It's about balance. So you can't have these extreme views. You see, you Same say that, but you, you don't know what integrative medicine is then. Because the integrative medicine is you, the next that's not what phase. You, that's not the I, I did say that. You no, I you did said say that. I said integrative no medicine would be them, part. And Arby tried to help you with that, uh, and you still stuck to it. Part, part of what these uh, hospitals wouldn't be called hospitals. They'd be um, health centers. And these health centers would be um, integrative medicine that would be very specific to not allowing the pharmas, the big pharmas, the pharmacological medications in there, and we would do it things from the ground up. I know a woman that's on who's a special so advisor to my team. So could I come with my thyroid issue? How are you going to help could, me? I know a woman who's especially, and she has actually um, found a cure to AIDS, but does anybody talk about that? Does anybody no, talk I, about that? I agree that? with you on that. No, there has, there's been a lot of cures. No right. I mean, this integrated medicine, but, I would die. No, you wouldn't. So, I, I, so that's the thought. Let, but let's, that's let's go. Let's go. Is the thought that pharmacies give you, that the big pharma gives every single person that I see every day, that you'll die if you don't take this one medication. And, and I, I got to I got agree die. I got to agree with that Cheryl because the fact is is that they give you a bunch of pills and then they the, my biggest problem is is that these doctors don't communicate with each other. So let's go back and that's to another what, problem. let's let's go back to how you would we would make healthcare better in this state of Florida because that is a huge problem because these doctors don't communicate with each other and they end up giving one pill for one thing, another pill for another thing when they go and see a different doctor. Those pills don't interact right the right way and next thing you know your patient is either continuing to be sick or dies it, like we, my mother can we, we also talk about decriminalization mass let's answer this one and then we'll go into yeah, that yeah, let's let's get let's get one done let's get one done let's get one done so let's get one let him okay let's go so let him let let's get into that because obviously he is running for governor and i want to give him the opportunity to explain how he's gonna let's fix this health care problem in the state of florida right. how would we go about it let's explain to the people how would you do it because I, I i don't think you we went through that whole sector okay so so the cycle goes that basically since you don't need to have all these middle people okay which is your insurance and medicare and medicaid which has to give approval for almost everything we do um, you can go straight to your doctor, your nurse practitioner, your PA, and they will be able to tell you or, or speak with you and say, this is what you need to do today to get this done. And then if you have a specialist, a cardiologist or uh, somebody else who's out there that needs to be talked to, that doctor can have a special notification through the special system. So that, that would be have. the software, basically. The software, the so basically. Guy, talks okay. But also understand, this is an encrypted type software because, as you know, uh, identity theft, one of the number it's one worst thing ever. We've been, is, my is card's through, been robbed twice is, already. Well, well through, the, but you know what it is? Elderly get it the worst because they have to go through the health system 
And what happens is with their health system, they're, they're, it's on so many different servers, all of their, all of their files, that, that we don't know how to control So now we'd be creating one so server. One, no, you wouldn't even be on a server. It's encrypted. Okay. And basically, you're going to hold your own like, you, like you'd have a credit card right here. And on here would be a chip. That's everything you need of your health files in this one chip. And that one chip. You're holding it's it. It's called an e-wallet solution, okay. and they do it in dispensaries all over the country. So, yeah, and there's a, these people that are doing it are already, already doing it, practicing with the VA, so it's work, and it's working. So what the, you have one, and then what you do is if you're going to a doctor's appointment and you don't, don't have one, they can lock that same one up in their safe. It'll take a thumbprint for you to access that to make sure, just like on your phone, to make sure it's you going into your system. But then once that p it's pulled out of the system, it disappears. It no longer stays on that computer any longer. So, okay. and this can be done through a transferred method, uh, you know, site to site. And I think that's again, I think that's a good idea because so people have all their stuff it, on that, and that's and, and that's part of my healthcare system, which is called own your own data. So okay. you own your own data. So we've actually yeah. titled that. We've got it, and that's uh, that's up for a patent as well. Okay. Not under my system, but under the people who's running that. It other solves system. a business problem, not a health problem. Yeah. I, well. I think I think it may solve a health problem if you're if you're in there and you go to a different doctor. Let's say OG, OBGYN or any other doctor like um, like me, my chiropractor, my uh, orthopedic, and I go in there and I've been through other doctors and I have you know I'm allergic to something and I got to go under anesthesia. If I have my information on that card. Right. And it says, hey, listen, I have this issues, you know, make sure if he's going through this, you put the card in. It says, well, he's allergic to this, 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 and this. So it might. Well, the counter uh, argument to that is, and, and what affects our industry is what we're having in our industry. Our, our people are being termed, they're being considered addicts. So if you have that in the system that you're an addict, we're, oh, well, the system, we're already listen, seeing yeah, that in the percent. VA. With with the VA nationally linked system, and I know have. A but that's why a lot of people friend. don't want to get on their red and cards I, because now you're in a system. And I have a good close friend who this has happened to. Then if you're uh, deemed an addict, then you're, the treatment that you get in the hospital environment from your physicians, from everybody who's in the system, will classify you as an addict, and the treatment will not be the same. So there are pros and there are cons. I think I, it's I a think, unique, uh, interesting right. concept. I, I think it's, it just needs to be fleshed out to see how it can really I, actually I think, work in execution. I think, I think it is a good idea, and you're right. I think it has to be, you know, there's got to be a certain pattern to it. But I think that is something that may help, you know, a lot of people in the elderly in reference to knowing exactly what medications they're on. to be. So if they go to a different doctor, not, they're not giving a counterintuitive medication well, and getting them sicker at that point agreed, in time. So, agreed. So what would help a lot of people is uh, decriminalization activity, um, making sure that people who use cannabis are not treated like they are criminals, not treated like they're addicts, not used to fill up prisons. What are your thoughts Mr. on Mr. Nathan, what do you think about that? Well, I believe that we should have um, um, a four-plant ability to grow your own and flower no flower grow your own yeah but that's not the question the question that, is is that, that the people that's, like that's, myself that's I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna i'll come out here on radio people know i'm i'm a felon i'm a felon because i was addicted to opiates i got pulled over i've never been in trouble my whole life you know and i ended up getting pulled over during this whole medical mar uh can um, you know uh opiate addiction uh thing that they did where they started rounding everybody up charging people 15 min uh, 15 years minimum to life if you're a charge for having your pills all in one bottle. Uh, I was blessed to have Sam Rabe and I spent all basically every last penny I had to make sure I didn't end up in jail and I was an addict. So today I have, I'm a felon for that reason and I've never had any other problem my whole life and I'm 47 years old. Same thing with people that have cannabis issues that have been arrested either for possession or minor, you know, minor amounts of, of cannabis or, or nonviolent crimes. You know, and they might have been arrested for something similar to that. What's your opinion, especially in Florida, 
whether when I was when I went to jail for 30 days, I would say 70% of everybody in there was was rounded up due to the opiate epidemic. So the opiate epidemic, besides being a problem for people getting addicted to it, there's a 14-stage uh, process from the day one till you get clean to what, what it hurts our medical industry, our healthcare system. It hurts our jail system. It, it just puts so much stress on everything. What will we do in Florida in reference to people that have a one charge, one-time charge, for cannabis or people that got pulled over or had a problem with an opiate? I don't know if I answer this. Am I going to say I'm doing this because of a political reason? No, no, no. Don't don't look. Don't look at Cheryl. I want your opinion. I want your opinion. I always give my opinion. I haven't done that yet today. Just answer the question. I always give my opinion. Yeah. Well, I want. I would like to know what you're going to run on. Not your opinion. What would you run on? Well, something. Well, my opinion is what I'm going to run on because that's how I am with the people. This is this is this is what I would do. Okay. So decriminalization for if you have look if you've got a pound in your car then your intent to distribute. So obviously that's not, that's not you know, you, you really need to be arrested for a pound in your car. If you are just there because you're trying to, um, you know, you have a pain for medical marijuana, the reason why we, we put it into, the, into um, the prospects of having it in the first place, then obviously, you know, you shouldn't have it uh, have be any kind of arrest. I know there is a problem with getting medical marijuana cards at this time. Right, but that's not my question. My question is, is what the people that have gotten I, arrested... I, 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 Okay. The people that have gotten arrested. Not, not, we, un- I, we know I, what the problems are. I, I understand. We know okay. what the problems are. Okay, I understand. But I want to go the whole realm. Okay. You know, right. everybody, My bad. Then I'm sorry every, for Everybody, what happens is with all of these things, and even this, it's going to get caught into these little bit bites, and then I'm going to get uh, you know, taken into this We're, little... We don't you know, cut We don't cut I know you bites. don't, but don't this will go out somewhere else, and then somebody Perfect. else can. Don't worry. You're sounding like so, a politician. So, no, I, because I know we've seen how it works. I've seen it how it works. Not here. I know. I know not here. But this is going out. I got to other you. No, and I sitting. understand so, where you're sitting. So, so, let's so, uh, so understand. I want to give you the whole idea. So yes, I believe it, there should be a decriminalization about it. And then yes, if you have it, you just get a ticket, um, and you're not going to jail. You say this is a problem. Yes, judge. That's that's the other problem. Judge all by itself. Huge problem. The word judge because in my world, the corruption with judges is out of control. So we're having a huge problem there all by itself. But that's a separate issue. Yeah, the judges have existed since biblical times. So. Right, right. So, well, but we also have a guy, a new guy on the block uh, named Doug Bench, which you guys probably even know about. Judge we Doug do. Bench. We are, we're definitely we're friends good, of yeah. Doug yeah. Bench. He's, yeah. a, he's a good so, guy. So, well, he, yes, and, and yeah, we're yeah. on the same team as well. So I think. Well, I don't know about that. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. He's, I've already done an interview with him. We've had that's, an interview. That's, that's fine, but back to the question. So, so that's the end of the end. I answered the question. No, so. you keep talking about what happens at the point of arrest. We're talking about people a, who a have previous. I said a ticket. Yes, but that wasn't the question. Okay. The question is about people who have already um, been convicted, already served their times. How do we restore their rights? How do we um, make things right for those individuals? Oh, is it is it? I mean, we're just talking specific to to, me, to marijuana. Well, yeah, that can- that let's, let's just go to if cannabis. So if this, is, if this is if this is restoring your rights because you've had a cannabis uh, issue in the past. Your rights are going to be restored. You come see me as governor. I'm restoring your rights. All right. So you've heard it here. You've heard it here. So you're you're exonerating uh, past marijuana offenses. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. Fantastic. You guys come. They come see me because I actually know some other guy who's had a past offense 20 years ago. That's he's 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 hoping and waiting to see Rick Scott uh, in April for 
something that, and he's had kids, and he's a good guy, and everything else. One little incident, and he's trying to get his rights back. And it just to me that behooves how do you, me. How do you think? But, how do you feel that process will work as far as going to see you to get these um, to get exoneration? Uh, like currently, I think there's probably like two people in that office that um, restores people's rights in the, under the current governor. Yeah. Um, what, what would the process look like under you as far as how do they get to you? How do they get to me? Yeah. Um, I'm the most accessible governor in Florida's history, and I, I will. You will be. That. Okay. I, I, I'm, I'm, I plan on setting up uh, satellite offices around the state. Very good. Okay, so people can get to me. I sh- people shouldn't have to drive more than an hour and a half to get to me. Nobody wants to drive to Tallahassee. It's way too far. So um, I know it's five and a half hours from me. So, so felons with nonviolent marijuana-related crimes will go to a satellite office of yours. They can go to my. Okay. They make an appointment okay. and, and they come see me. And and I would urge people to come see me not only on that issue but on any other issue that they have in their mind because this is what it's all about. That's why I say bringing it back to the people. And just think about any of these other people that are running. Have any of them ever done something like this before? They have not. But I can guarantee you, because I've, because I've been in people's homes, because I like seeing people, I like talking to people, I think it's important that you stay out there and that you become, you stay part of the people. You stay part of you know, having, going to have coffee at Dunkin' Donuts with some people or Starbucks and, and, and sit down with five or seven people at a time. And I saying, think that's extremely important when you're talking to, to the community itself. And again, this, this is not, these initiatives won't go anywhere unless you have the community behind it. So, so I really appreciate you taking the time. I know there's a lot of crossfire going on. Bruce, I, 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 actually, I actually had a, I actually had a question. So, so do you support recreational marijuana or just medical marijuana? Well, if people want to uh, have a ballot initiative and put it on the ballot, because this is not a dictatorship. This is a republic. So we have to, have, we have to vote for it, for it. So if it's voted in, if it gets voted in, I believe it's 60% of the vote. If we get 60% of vote after the ballot initiative, let's say, 20, let's say I'm elected uh, 2018, 2019, it gets a ballot initiative on there for the November 2019 ballot, gets voted in. Would, well, you, put that, sign, would you put that on I'm there without having to worry it. about the signatures? Because people are trying to do that now with the regular Florida and the Mike Minorities and, and you know, the normals and Florida for Care and all this. We're trying to do I'll put it regu- on. I'll, I'll put it on the ballot. You would put it on. Okay. I'll put it on as an okay. initiative. Right. For, for recreational for marijuana. Recreational. I love it. Okay. Bruce okay. Nathan. Right. Put Bruce it on Nathan. Put it on Okay. And there's nobody, no other governor that will say that. I've said this, through, but I've said this for the last couple of months. So I, I don't not think that's it now. true. I don't think that's true. I, no, look at my past. You know, I've I'm said just it. saying, I can, you can speak talk, for talk yourself. Talk to all my people. But you can't say that the other candidates wouldn't say that they would be in favor of recreational. They, they will we now, know one, Nikki Freed, who is very much in favor of recreational, has been a part of our industry, uh, didn't just pop up on the scene. She's been actively a part of our industry for years, and she is in favor of recreational. Okay. So you can't say that you're so, so I mean, what, what about, You have to have a governor that's going to have solutions for everything, not just solutions for one little thing. That's why John Morgan was here, and he was the guy and everything. No, he just had one solution for one thing. We have so many problems. We, we have environmental issues in this state that's out of control. There Phosphate mining on one side, toxic blue-green algae on the other. How are you going to solve that problem? There's so many other problems. And as, a, agree. as, yeah. as a medical, that's, that's what I do every day as a medical practitioner. That's why I think it's so important. I find solutions. When I'm in that house for 40 minutes or 45 minutes, I find the solution for that patient yeah. in that period of time. And we don't have any more time. We, we as a people, we've seen our children grow and grow. And, and they're, you know, we, we remember when they were babies. And yep, what's, what's happened? It's gotten worse. You know, your little boy, your, he's not a little boy anymore. He's a big guy. He, he, he's six. Yeah, he's yeah, six. He's but, growing. But you remember him when he was like this big, right? I remember when he was right, the size so. of a rice grain. <laughs> there you <laughs> go. All that. So, and but there are, there are so, a lot of So, so we have, we have a couple comments real, real quick. We know Andrew Gillum is uh, full legal. He's, he's basically said that he's running uh, and he would yeah, have wreck. Uh, we have Floridians for Freedom. Uh, Kobe Wise, definitely shout out to you for that. We just want to thank you. 
uh, Bruce Nathan that's running for governor. Uh, well, how can they reach out to you? How can they go to your site and 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 donate or you know support you in 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 any fashion? Well, as I'm, I am the most accessible. I have a Facebook live. I do every uh, every night at seven o'clock, Monday through Friday. Uh, so they can go to Bruce Nathan, you know, Facebook, uh, face uh, Bruce Nathan twenty eighteen. Uh, you can go to my website. Uh, if you go there, it's Bruce Nathan twenty eighteen dot com. Go to Twitter, Bruce Nathan twenty eighteen. So it's almost everything. But you can, if you send the message to me, I answer people. I talk to people. I think it's very important that anybody who's running should be able to talk to people. And that's the way it needs to be. Um, and li- like I said, I'm a regular guy. I go to work every day. I mean, there's yeah. not, you don't see a lot of people that do that that are running there, for the seat but there, of But there are a lot of regular people that are not going to be good governors, and they don't have the background and the understanding and the connections with the people to really understand what well, are the, the what? issues. Well, you know what, Cheryl? Let, let, let's, he's going to have an opportunity just like everybody else in this state that's going to run for governor. I, I think there's plenty of them. I think everybody's going to have their I own just don't story. Think just because you're a regular person, that's. I well, listen. I mean, that we we, we could definitely, we could definitely get into that side. I'm looking at some of the other questions that maybe some of our viewers have. Viewers, if you are uh, if you're looking to get in touch with Bruce Nathan, you can ask us questions in the comments. Uh, a couple a couple other questions that came up was: uh, Would you like to model Florida's medical marijuana system after other states who have successful programs? For example, Colorado, Washington State, California. Do you plan on modeling it after another state? No, I don't. I don't think those states are good models. I think. I think we're looking at their system right now and seeing that there's actually problems. The states that are around them that are not for uh, recreational, they're all having a problem with that because they're going and people are coming from that state into other states. Well, that's because that, issues. that's because so. and I mean, we are in a cannabis uh, life radio uh, show. The problem with all these other states. Um, again, is the fact is that anything that you make illegal, anything that you create a black market on is going to be a problem in right. any state. Right. So the day that all states are on the same page on something like this, on cannabis, on hemp, on everything else, nobody's going to go into somebody's house and take their plants. We create that black market by creating the price on that, by making something illegal. And that's where the problem is when you're driving from Colorado to Nebraska or Nebraska into Colorado. That The people that are driving in there, most of them need this type of medication and they can't get it. So you have an, uh, you know how you have a five billion dollar issue in Nebraska. They're they're overran on, in reference to their their jail system. They've lost twenty two inmates this year in their correctional facility, literally, uh, because they they have so many people. The last child, the last guy that, that was killed was nineteen years old for a bad check. He was put in in a jail cell with a guy who was a convicted murderer. You know, these are the issues that are causing a bottleneck in our criminal justice where I think needs to be fixed. So it's not really a state to state issue. It's they're standing on the borders of Colorado, uh, Nebraska police. They're waiting for people to come over. They got their sniff dogs like if they're going into a different country and uh, they're taking people to jail for an ounce of weed that or, or cannabis. That, that's the problem is that they're they're targeting things like that to fill their jail system. And the funny part is, is that we were just there and they're building two brand new private jails. Okay. So those are the things that we need to address. Um, and, and we do have a lot of issues in, in this country, including the state, that we need to fix. But I think this is one of them that could really uh, help uh, Drive revenue. Drive revenue, and then and then get the true criminals behind Drive bars. Employment. The but, real, but, the real but, criminals. But also understand that by with when you want to talk about modeling a system, is that we the people health system that I've put together. One of the systems of this with the we talked of only about hemp for this. Uh, marijuana would be it would be free under my system. 
Medical marijuana would be absolutely free. People would, you know, and you know how much it costs for people to try and get it right well, now. Well, you can't. I mean, I wouldn't it's say very, free it's because expensive. it's expensive. No, under my system, it would be. So free. you would grow. So time out, time out, Cheryl. Let me get into this because I know about this a little bit, just okay, a little bit. I, I don't, I, I how would don't how would we grow? So how would we how would we grow cannabis and give it to people for free? Because it would be part of the medical uh, mantra that we need to put together. And that, that, in true essence, is what we do. To so push, we're giving it back away. to pharma? Hold on. To, no, not pharma. Where, where do you go? Know, because gonna, who's going to pay for this? Who's going to? The system pays for itself. No, no, no. The no, no, system no, no, does no, no, not pay this, for no, itself. No, you, you don't know my system. You have not studied the We the People Health system okay, that I've put how, together. This how, is no, a business plan. Where, and I agree with that. Where, where do you get money for your system from? Please educate me on that because I don't know. Well, to start the system, we have, a, have to have joint venture capitalists to start it up. But after that, within the, within the first year, it actually grosses about uh, 11 times exactly what it started with. And from there, it becomes its own mantra. So my, my only we concern, don't have enough time, we don't no, have enough time don't, to go we, into no, this no, and, and, but, I, but I want to tell I you, I want people works. to go to your site and read on that. Yes. My thing is, is on, on the cannabis side. First of all, if we allow venture capitalists and these, these big hedge fund, these people don't know how to grow. Not hedge fund. Or, or, Be very specific. Okay, people. so, so, so right. we, we need to do is, and I understand because there's older um, you know, elderlies that may need this, that can't afford, especially right now in the system that we're in right now, right. in the MMJ, uh, MMTCs, they can't afford it. And, right. and, and they're forcing these MMTCs to have a higher price because they can't really truly grow the full plan itself and allow uh, the patients full access to this. So right now it's creating even a bigger black market in the state of Florida and right. we passed the amendment. Right. We sh it should go down. Right. But the fact but is, is that we have a bigger does. problem. That's what my system does. So on it the brings it down. Okay, so it on but on, on the cannabis side, they would be they, it would be free to everyone that's in the system. Everyone, everyone. If the doctor has a prescription and you have a medical marijuana card, hundred percent free. And how about on the rec side? Because you're saying people would be able to grow it in their homes. So if we could, if I could grow it in my homes and I don't have to go to the doctor, I could grow whatever. Well, we didn't. I want. We, it has to get. I'm not going to say specifically until we get a vote for the okay. rec. All okay. Right. So All once right. once we voted it in, then we have to talk about how we're going to make that. Right. But work. Do you know that there was in the law stating that we could grow. I don't know if it was six or twelve plants. If, it's definitely it, in the as net, a caregiver, new right? Yeah. In it's the in the regular Florida petition. Yeah. Under for, under which will in, allow home grow, which yes. will be free. You should you should have home grown if you want. I, four plants is what I th what heard is works. I think four plants is fine. I think if you go more to that, then you're looking to sell or deal. Or well, I don't, I don't so. think so because no, you, need, you, so. you need six to 12 plants because you need a continuous rotation depending on if you're growing babies, if you have your clones, right. if you need that. There's, there needs to be a consistent. And household sizes a are consistent. different. So, I, I mean, it really all depends. I, I truly appreciate you coming on and I want people to go to your site and really, you know, read. What, everybody has the right to go in there and look and see what you're doing and what you stand for and everything like that. And, and we are in a free country, so I applaud you for coming on. All right. And, and so take let, let me say one more gone. thing. Go one, ahead. Last thing, right? Go here. And then I'll because do my because last because thing. what happens is you know we talked about uh, for big pharma is the only ones that have these research centers and they're the ones that control it. Um, Not or, true. Or or uh, universities a lot of times okay. have them. So with this system, okay, we are also implementing because I'm really in the real world. I'm a scientist because as a physical therapist, I got a, I've got a bachelor's and part of it's biology, psychology. So I've got I've got a lot of things going on in my mind as a scientist. We need to have real research that's going to really take place and that's going to be really independent that's going to show real studies and the real studies will show does marijuana because this has been the ultimate question for the longest time does marijuana cure cancer does it can it can it cure macular degeneration can it cure autism can it cure alzheimer's these are all questions that are out there and with my system and me as governor 
I can guarantee you within four years of me being governor, we will have those questions answered. And that's research that's already ongoing. Green Rose is ongoing, very much involved Ongoing, in but somebody is funding it, and it's going to have some kind of an answer that somebody wants to see on one side, whoever the guy is funding it. This is going to have an answer that's 100% double-blind, independent research. That's As I was it. saying, that's research that's already taking place. Green Roads is involved in, in some of those studies, and uh, we're involved with universities around the world that are taking part in those studies specific to cancer, oh. autism, sickle cell, um, leukemia, and other disorders. I mean, there's a, there's, the, the plant could do so much. And again, uh, I thanks for, for Ronald Frazier. It would be six plants, six mature, and six small. Uh, basically to create that rotation. So, I again, I applaud you for coming on. Thank okay. you for sh for sharing your opinions and, Bruce, and what you're Nathan, running on. Ladies and gentlemen, guys. thank you All so right. much for coming serious crossfire. I really appreciate that. Yes. Really I'll, appreciate I'll always it. take the crossfire. Questions, so, so, questions. So, questions. Well, crossfire yeah. for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bruce, we're going to go to a commercial break. Point we're going to see if any of our guests have any other questions. And when we return, we have a special guest in our studio. Woo! He played for the Los Angeles Lakers. We will reveal him Who after this Who commercial is break. Stay tuned. Cannabis Life Radio brought to you by Green Roads World. We'll be back. Bringing it. Children who both never told about where the race is from. 
I've got somebody new sitting next to me. Hey. I got Trey. Trey has just joined us, ladies and gentlemen. I just snuck in the building. Came through the back. Trey, it's good to see you again, as always. Always. Thanks, Trey always. is always advocating uh, CBD, cannabis. He's been on our show several times. He's usually handling an athletic segment. And on although it's it's special to have Trey here, we also have a different special guest that Trey brought with him. Right. Trey, who do you who do you bring with you today, man? man? What what today we got? Uh, six six consecutive threes, Kareem. Ooh. You know what I mean, Mister Three I, I, Kareem. I grew, I grew up. I grew up watching. You know, I was a huge Lakers fan, still am. So I grew up watching Kareem. You know, he played with the OG Karl Malone, uh, Kobe, Shaq. You know what I mean. So it was just. It, it's a pleasure to sit in the same room as him. You know, seeing him on TV. I know watching that game, you could see it in his eyes. He was hungry when he hit those six consecutive threes. Man, Kareem, tell, tell me about that game a little bit, man. How was it? You know, Mom. Boom, boom. Hey, thanks for yes. having me on, fellas. Uh, Thanks for being here. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, what I remember most about that game, you know, I still, yeah, I've been living in L.A., you know, 15 years, you know, since then. Okay. And, you know, probably once a week, I stick a reminder of that game, you know, so, you know, once a Laker, always Laker in L.A. land. But, right. you know, looking back on it, man, it was just like a normal game to me. I didn't really think too much about it. 
you know, I just want to go out there and, you know, do my thing and, you know, prove myself as a second-year player. Right. You know, especially playing with those great players, Kobe, Shaq, like you mentioned, Phil Jackson. Right. Uh, but I came in right at the three-peat, so it was kind of like the shit to beat the Lakers. Right, so, you know, right. I was the first-round pick, so I had to make sure I went out there and earned my money. So it, it, was, it was a great <laughs> game, man. Definitely one of the highlights of my career, uh, you know, that led us to the NBA Finals. We didn't win it that year, but... You know, all in all, you know the most you know memorable experience I had in the league was definitely with the Lakers. So, Kareem, you've been playing, you've been playing hoops. Your family plays hoops. You, you, you went to I think you said Missouri, right? You, Missouri. you went to U of Missouri, and night. then you Damn. got you got drafted. You got yeah, yeah, March Madness, March Madness. And so you got drafted to the Lakers, and yeah. you got an opportunity to play with the with the duo with Shaq and Kobe, the yeah. Gary Payton team, the Malone team. Like like Trey said, you had a pretty you had some pretty big games that we're getting to read about, and then you had a you had a career even after that. Tell us, after playing for the Lakers and playing with Kobe and Shaq, where did the career take you then? Uh, I left there after my third year. went to Charlotte for a couple of years. Okay. Uh, went to Indiana that following year, uh, Philly for a year, and then Clippers. Tore my knee up in, in 2009, 2010. Had ACL microfractures. That kind of kept me out of the game for about two years. Wow. Uh, but, That's tough. You know, that was, I mean, actually, it, it was a blessing in disguise because, you know, you know, fast forward to now, you know, that injury, you know, led to a, a number of different things, you know, right. off the court, you know, other passions and talents that I had that I probably would never even, you know, tried if it wasn't for that injury. So, you right. know, That's when you're in the NBA, you're like, oh, my God, That's this is the pinnacle, the pinnacle of what you can right. do. You know, my whole life since I was nine years old was making to the NBA. So right. that, that's all your identity is. So after that two years, you know, that pretty much that was stripped from me. I had to kind of rebuild myself. Right. Right. You know, I was an introvert, you know, a sporty NBA guy. Right. You know, but on the business standpoint, you know, people ain't trying to hear that. You know, it, it opens doors for you. But you still got to go out there and prove yourself. So right. the work ethic and all the stuff that I've learned from basketball translating to my other life and business. And, you know, the last seven years have been just as exciting. You know, it is, you know, the journey to the NBA. You know, so like, I, like you said, I look at it as a, kind of a blessing in disguise. Let's uh, talk about some of those passions that you discovered after you weren't playing basketball for that, that period. Uh, I was... You know, music was my first love, music, actually. Right. Uh, you know, I sang in high school choir, and people who really know me know that, nice. you know, I, I sing 24-7. So, you know, uh, awesome. you know I, I dove into music that first that first year out. Uh, my first single uh, was actually a Billboard Top 40 in the AC Charter. So, uh, right. Okay, Kareem. Kareem. Okay, Kareem. Well, we need to put it in our playlist. Yeah, 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 we will. On, so we have our permission, so yeah. that's all good. Uh, yeah, I got a song with, you know, with Ty Dolla Sign called okay. I Love Kush. You know, <laughs> oh, are you serious? Yeah, yeah. oh, that is in our lineup. Yeah, that is yeah, on our playlist so, as soon as possible. Yeah, we can pull that up as soon as we get up. We, nice. we can plug in. So, yeah, being a proponent. You know, I love we, Kush. Yeah, I love Kush. Like, I like uh, it. I like sounds it. like my all type of song, Kareem. You got to pull that up. Pull that up. Let's get it up there. It's on my album, The Rebirth of the Renaissance Man on iTunes. The I Love Kush song is on that, on that album, so okay. check it out. Nice. Uh, yeah, so I've been a big proponent of you know, weed for a long time. You know, up until my second year, we was allowed to smoke. Uh, we had just one drug test at the beginning of the year, so okay. we had fun. You know, we'd travel, and me and my boy Luke and all that, we'd be on the road, blow, just right. go see movies. Uh, and then that third year, they put in the four-point, I mean, the four-testing policy, um, kind of eliminating guys smoking. But I, I think it led, it led to a lot of problems because guys started going out and drinking and, right. you know, being involved right. in more things. But, you know, that, that first couple of years, we was chilling. We would come out into the road. We'd go with smoke. We'd go eat. We'd go to the movies and do relaxing things. But, right. Uh, right. like I said, but – and then find out later on about the benefits of CBD and, you know, guys taking in anti-inflammatories and uh, Celebrex and all these other things that, that, that teams are had these guys on. Right. Uh, it just makes no sense why, you know, the league hasn't adopted, you know, CBD. 
Portuguese resume, which and, is why I want to be one of the first people to kind of push it. Right, and I, and I know, uh, you know, David Stern, I know uh, Al Harrington, I know you're good yeah. friends with Al Harrington. Yeah. I know Al Harrington, uh, you know, he's big in the industry now. Big he advocate. Made, yeah. He made a huge splash, and uh, he got, you know, he got the dispensary going. He got yeah. the, he just came, launched the CBD brand as well. Um, what do, what what's their opinion on, you know, CBD and cannabis right now in the NBA with, with Adam Silva? Um, I know David Stern was a huge advocate for it. He's for it. What is uh, Adam Silva's uh, opinion on it? What, what do you think? What are you hearing? I think that's the benefit, that's the great the great thing about the NBA. Unlike the NFL, it's, it's much 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 more of a synergistic relationship with right. the, uh, with the uh, the front office of the NBA with the players. Right. Because we understand we are the product, you know. So um, guys got a more of a voice now. They okay. understand the that's power great. of that voice. Ninety uh, percent of the league probably smokes. Right. <laughs> you know, guys are always looking for alternatives to kind of help maintain their body because right. now. We, we, so they're medicating with it's not. It's not. It's for health benefit. Yeah, yeah. They're right. medicating all medicating. the way around. You know, right. guys spend a lot of money. You know, maintaining their body in the summertime. So why not right. have some natural that actually you know works just as well? Uh, it's, uh, it's really about you know time. You know, more guys get involved. Like you said, Al. You know, uh, Silver's really behind it, so it's only a matter of time before the NBA adopts it as kind of a, you know, uh, alternate to, you know, opens. Nice, nice. I want to hear about your foundation. I want to hear about, um, you know, how you give back to the community and how you're um, mentoring and, uh, you know, making sure that this next generation has more opportunity and, and knows how to handle opportunities when they're given them. Absolutely. Uh, we, me and my brothers, uh, all three of us, we uh, form in a uh a foundation, Rush Four Foundation in Kansas City. Uh, our main focus is uh, with the Boys and Girls Club. They have six clubs here in, in Kansas City. I think they serve 4,000 kids per year. Amazing. You know, okay. So we uh, just partnered up with a brand new facility down in, uh, in Kansas City. It's called Kemper Arena. It's going to be 14 courses. It's going to be a state-of-the-art nice. you know, sports complex. So we're going in, in there. We're going to offer free service for all these kids at these 4,000 schools. So after school programs, they can come and learn You know, the, the, uh, all the aspects of basketball but also they also have a program called the sports lab which is you know more educational based because nice. you know, not everybody's gonna you know be an nba player an nfl player exactly. um you know so they teach kids how to you know be involved with, with, with the sport beyond you know the, the playing field so right. what does an agent do you know what does an nba exec do right you know so uh, we're really excited about building that 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 complex opens in september uh, we're looking forward to kind of launching that and, you know, like I said, building a lasting impact in Kansas City. Nice. We, and we, we would love to be involved with that on the educational side of just, like, what we do um, sure. as far as educating athletes, um, you know, about CBD Absolutely. specifically and, you know, how that can help out, you know, with their careers on and off the field. You know, we believe it, it's important to start young with the education because once you get our age and, you know, our parents' age and their parents' age, it's kind of hard to shake them out of, you know, the mindset of, mm -hmm. you know, what's good and what's bad. So getting them at a young age, you know, especially – you know, you got that big platform, you know, with you and your brother's name and, you know, coming in with, you know, our expertise on our side. I think it'll be a, a, a nice, you know, mesh and, and partnership. That's what I'm here for. That's why I came on down here. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And, and your brother's playing the league, too. My brother's playing the league. Uh, he is in his 10th year. He actually just got let go by Portland. So he's looking for a team now. So anybody out there listening, yeah, Brandon's going to be back. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, 32, still got a lot of, you know, a lot of years left. Uh, I'm actually leaving here and go work out him in Indiana uh, to get ready. So I'm going to get myself ready for nice. Big 3 top of the month. And uh, like I said, we just keep hustling, keep pushing. So the next thing is Big 3. Cheryl, I'm sorry I interrupted you. You were about no, to no, ask no, a so question. No, I was just saying as far as the legal piece and how uh, protecting your, 
your your assets and uh, you know protecting your income and you know looking at contracts correctly if there's any need there's some great lawyers who'd want to participate in that as well oh, sports absolutely. sports yeah. attorneys I'd love to support you that is yes, a, a great it's a ministry I'm sure I can tell from you right. that your heart is completely in, involved in, in helping those children and giving them that that shot of um, knowing how to do it the right way absolutely I mean that's where I was you know and you know I took you know, me looking at this body it really kinda of pushed my dreams. So why not right. you know be that voice for, and, and that, 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 that being for kids. So we're looking forward to it. We are excited, we're really excited about it. Kareem, you so you you know, you you got this I mean impressive and really impressive career man I'm re I really am impressed it's, it's really it's a pleasure to have you in the studio so you, you know you're rolling you're, you're playing with a lot of different teams I see you played overseas for a little bit yeah Lithuania shout out to Lithuania shout out to Lithuania so you, when you have this injury when you have this injury take mm -hmm. us how uh, what was the difficulty of the injury did you use cannabis as a way to medicate for the injury yeah. or did you use CBD at that time I mean I know the injury came a couple years ago and I don't know how much people knew about CBD at that time no right. I was I was heavy in weed that's when I really start smoking heavily right. right because they had me on percocet and all those drugs i was like man i'm, I'm not doing that so you started taking the percocet you yeah. started taking what other drugs did they did they uh, prescribe you besides yeah, percocet. percocet i was percocet. on a heavy dose of percocet i had a really? cpm machine so i was had my knee in this crank machine like six hours a day just cranking my knee up so okay. uh I, that's why i really kind of dove into smoking okay uh, uh, like i said and you got then, rid of the percocets yeah got rid of percocet because before then we, we, we got tested four times a year so we couldn't really smoke into the summertime so right uh, doing this injury that's when i really started smoking i was out for two years so um, yeah. I learned about right. CBD till you know last couple of years. I've been really kind of you know healthy on this health drive, trying to take care of my body. Right. And then my friend introduced me to the capsules, and I've been taking them yeah, ever since. So I've been right. always looking for a, a way to kind of get in and help promote it. You know, within, within the athlete market, because like I said, I know guys are really conscious of you know what they do and what they take in their right. body. So it's really about the education part of it. Exactly. Like stigma. You smoke weed? No, no, it ain't really about that. You right. Know, you want to do what's good for your body. So. No, listen. You know, there's a, there's a relaxing there's a relaxing part oh, to it. But but yeah, I mean, you're you're playing at the highest level, man. Right. You're playing at the highest level you're doing you're, you're working out twice a day sometimes three times a day even, in, even, in, off season, even in the off season even in the off season and the, the, this new thing is coming a lot of mental health issues in the NBA exactly you know, along sports Kevin Love anxiety. came out with yeah, something about uh, that DeMar DeRozan right. Um, right you know so a lot of guys are starting to speak out on, on things and like I said we all need help in some capacity so this this can help guys so. I mean I mean it's a you got to understand you know athletes deal with a lot of pressure you know a lot of people yeah. don't understand that always being watched you got yeah, a lot yeah, of pressure yeah, you know yeah. you got the pressure of the coaches you know the pressure of you know not letting your family down you know it's just a lot of pressure on these guys and a lot you, you of traveling a lot exactly. of, and uh, well I mean just the just the recovery by itself forget all the for for, for me at least if an outsider looking in I can only just imagine the recovery being able to play two games back to back a back to back night and traveling on a back-to-back -back night. The lifestyle stuff. I mean, right. it's, it's enjoyable as well. But. <laughs> of course. It's got, it's got some perks. It's, it's got, got all the perks. Yeah, got a lot of perks, but you know, your body is, is, is how you make your money. So you want to take you know, the best care of it as you can. So right now you said you're taking CBD, CBD. To, to use for some recovery. You're taking some capsules right some now. Capsules. And it's I smoke. Fantastic. I still smoke daily. I smoke my little my, my pen you know, on a daily. Okay. So. so you're medicating with cannabis and for CBD. And, it, yeah. and I mean, I'm guessing it just, are you using any like topicals, any types of creams? And I actually got like a, yeah, a little CBD rub I've been using. Like I said, I got like a nice little poi groin and I've been using this, uh, this cream, but I want to come down and get some, some product from, you know, my man over here. Right. Oh, right. the good it. stuff. Yeah, 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 Green yeah, roads, world Green stuff. Road yeah, stuff. I'm coming out here to tour the facility and see it all. So that's what I came down here for. And we'll give you enough to take to Indiana as Perfect. well. Perfect. That's fantastic. When you say, when you say workout with your brother, what does that look like? What, is, what does an athlete's work like? Ah, yeah, yesterday, they killed me yesterday. They killed me yesterday. Yesterday, yesterday was like... Take her to the workout. Yes, please. Yesterday was like a six-hour day. So we wake up at, you know, 8.30. We, uh, we lifting. Uh, it, was, it was a hard lift. Like so from 8.30 to about 10, you know, we lifting. Small break, thing, a little shake. And then we go, you know, to do court work uh, for another two hours. Break. 
you know, you might do some yoga later on in the day. Uh, but I'm really training. It's, it's probably like a, you know, eight to ten hour day. Right. Yeah, of, of, massages, working of working out and yeah. various muscles in your body. Yeah. yeah. Becoming a better basketball player. It's like the eight, yes. to, ten, eight to ten hour day if you really, really train it. Six days right. a week. Right. How young should that start? Because I was watching Ooh. a video about a gymnast, like this little little girl gymnast. Like, I don't know how old Three-year-old probably. No, I think she's like 10, but she's tiny. Okay. And I saw her workout, and she was pulling tires and all that stuff. Uh. And I was like, I mean, I, I, she's going to be an Olympian, guaranteed. Yeah. But is that too young? So, um, you know, I was just having that mental thought with uh, completely from the perspective of an amateur novice with no knowledge, no scientific knowledge. How, how young should those types of workouts? Start? I mean, if they love it, then, I mean, you let them kind of run with it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Nowadays, yeah, you want to support it's, it like, it's early. But it's as far early. As, like, doing like, with lifting heavy weights and all that stuff, that's the, you got to progress to that stuff. Right. But as right. far as allowing them to enjoy the game and play it out of the day, that's what they want to do. Yeah, by all means, go ahead and let them do it. You, you want to yeah, let them do it young. You want to get them in young, start them young. But at the same time, you want to start teaching them about a, a nutrition that now is – you know, brought mainstream that can assist them, you know, because, you know, r right now we don't have a lot of, uh, you know, medications or, or treatments right now to help, you know, a lot of the younger kids. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, bringing CBD, you know, into the picture and helping fuel that endocannabinoid system mm -hmm. and teaching these kids and, and their parents, you that's know, about how it so can help. Critical. That's that's right. vital. Yeah. Right? That's that's yeah. most vital. And, you know, that's something that we can do here at Green Rose. And, and that's the main thing that we preach, you know, so we would love to, you know, have Kareem come on board and, and be assistance with that because, you know, we know you got a lot to offer. Yeah, we need to add that to the um, to the sports lab program. Now, I seen you guys kind of an overview of what that looks like. Right. Like yes. I said, I think that regimen can be a definitely added bonus. You know, nice. to what we're doing. Nice. Cream, just nice. to kind of just to kind of round it up here with a, with like a, a final question. My question is for the, all these other professional athletes. You know, you've you've worked with, played with a lot of these different guys that are they're, they're medicating. Right. Why is it that we don't have more guys voicing out that they're medicating? Why aren't we having more professional athletes that are coming around and saying, "Hey, cannabis should be legal. Cannabis should be used in the NBA cannabis should be used in college CBD. Why don't we have more guys like you? I think you will. I mean, like I said, right. the first guy, Al Harrington, and like I said, it's becoming less of a stigma. Right. You know, you still get fined. So you still got to protect that money. That so money, until right. it becomes the, that, you know, that fine, then yeah. you, know, uh, you know, the guys ain't going to speak on it. But I think a lot of guys on the back end are starting doing more, right. you know, investing. So, 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 so players are still getting fined, so they're waiting for some fines to come yeah, down. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, guys on the back end are getting invested. I mean, guys, like I said, they got all this money now. Right. Like a lot of proponents for it. So you'd be surprised how many guys are kind of trying to get into the into the business. Has the media been fair to athletes when you know when when there is a reveal of an athlete using you know medical marijuana? What's your perspective on how what their treatment is? Oh, it's terrible. Yes, yeah, that's why guys don't speak out. Right. You know, guys are concerned about their brand because brand exactly that means money to them. You know, especially basketball players, off the court right. money just is as much as on court money you know mm -hmm. so big sponsors don't they look they look they frown upon that stuff so that's that's what guys are most worried about it's mostly probably coming from their agent it's, it's personal mm -hmm. brand yeah you know about you, the brand. you are your brand you know uh, obj just got in a little trouble um there was a video just posted um on, on social media where he was holding they said it was a brown cigarette mm -hmm. you know we can we can kind of assume what that was um but they're making a huge issue about it saying that you know should the giants keep him should he be traded you know he, it's, it, it's it's yeah. it's still and, horrible and the journalists who are writing that they're probably right. smoking out yeah and of course I'm just assuming, but um, they may be doing things even more hazardous right. or drinking right. uh, excessively. And then we're going to have the judgment against these athletes who, again, their bodies are how they make money. Right. And uh, we en get enjoyment from how they um, optimize their right. bodies. Right. But then we want to judge them um, on how to take when, care of yeah, when right. they're trying to take care of it. Right. Take this. Exactly. Unfortunate. Yeah.
Kareem, we really appreciate you joining us, man. Where where can our audience find you? I think that you're uh, you're still you're still playing right I'm now. Still playing. You're still yeah, playing. Yeah, yeah. I'm playing. NAPB. Where can our viewers yeah, watch you play, check man? Me out at NAPB. Green Rose is the, is the sponsor of the league, so that's how hey. my man Treas. Uh, and they can catch me in the big tw- uh, on the big three. That's big three. Uh, you playing April in uh, in uh, big three is Ice Cubes. Ice yeah, Cubes that's league. That's yeah, huge. I, I was the first. I was in the first year last year. We lost in the finals. I'm looking forward to kind of getting back at hey, that. Man, you, you, win the chip you, know, you know, you got to get us connected with the big three, I man. Got you. We're, trying, we're trying to chill. We're trying to chill on the sideline with, with Ice Cube and the whole team. I've got, got cannabis questions for Ice Cube. I need your help getting <laughs> them to <laughs> him. Yeah, we can talk to Al about that too. So, yeah, what absolutely. cities are you going to be in soon? So they know. We are. It's part of the schedule. So what's cool about the big three is kind of like a traveling tour. So we nice. go ten different cities, uh, ten weeks. Please okay. shout them okay. out. Okay. Shout them out, people. Uh, get your tickets because. We, people watch all across the country, all around the world. Check out. We, the big three season starts. Where we at? I know, I know they're doing, a, doing a, a, lot, a lot of promoting on it right now. Yep. June 22nd, we're in Houston, first game. Okay. Right. 29th, we're in Chicago. July 6th, Oakland. Okay. 13th, Detroit. July 20th, we're down here in Miami. Oh, we I'm got there. Yeah. What, what day is that? What day is that? July 20th, Miami. July 20th. Miami. American so, Airlines. We're going to have okay. a Cannabis Life Radio section. Please. Let us know. <laughs> Inbox me. We're going to take the Kareem, crew down. Kareem, in-person interviews down. on the court. Oh, Come on. Yeah, everybody. Yeah. July 27th, we're in Toronto. August 3rd, we're in Boston. August 10th, in Atlanta. August 17th, Dallas. And August 24th, we're in Brooklyn. Okay. Wow. I like that. I think I'm going big to Big three. Atlanta, big Dallas. three is starting some things up yeah. with this league. This, is, be this sounds awesome. Big three overseas. Big three China. So, they, yeah. Ice oh, Cube, so they, they expanded. Ice Cube got a hell of a deal there. Okay. Nice. Kareem, Kareem. Thank, thank you for being such a great example. Exactly. And demonstration of what athleticism is right. combined with activism. Right. And thank you for using your voice to help those who cannot do that at this time. Appreciate it. Kareem, we really appreciate you. We're going to keep you right here because, uh, you know, we're getting to the end of our show. We're going to go to a really quick commercial break, and when we come back, we're going to announce our giveaway winner. Stay tuned to figure out if you won $250 worth of CBD. We got two winners this week, so make sure that you uh, put your email address in the comments of our show for your chance to win $250 worth of CBD. We'll see you right when we come back. Hey. I'm 
beautiful woman with the sweetest gifts. Beautiful sunrise and an evening kiss. Of a nice sunset on the evening season. But she tell me say she tired. Tired of the exploit and the liars. She keep them reggae, keep them beaches, keep them flowers and the ferns. All she got is abuse in return. But I say, don't you worry yourself, mama. Chronics is here to your head, mama No, I said no worry yourself, mommy oh, One thing we are begging do for me And I should smile, girl, smile Smile for me, Jamaica And I should smile, girl, smile Hey, smile for me, Jamaica Never you cry, girl, I'm here for you, Jamaica What must I try? A sweet, sweet chronic, you forgive them, give them They one drop beat, one a rhythm, rhythm Are you give them Bob with a different stepping? Are you give them bold, nobody can run left him But see ya, them must see ya Say your outer ideas You give them art and sweet literature You gonna make the world see the better picture Don't have to worry yourself, mama Chronics is here to your head, mama Hey, I said, no worry yourself, mommy I want one thing me, I beg you do for me Nurse and smile, good smile Smile for me, Jamaica Nurse and smile, good smile Smile for me, Jamaica Never you cry, Welcome back, Cannabis Life Radio. Who was the mixer there? Was that DJ Laz? <laughs> Shout out, DJ Laz. I wish I knew the reference, but it sounds hilarious. <laughs> Nasser Al-Mula here with Cannabis Life Radio. I am alongside Arby Barroso. Cheryl Murray Powell, she's going to be jumping back in in a second. And uh, we're about to close out the show with our Man, giveaway. Yeah, Arby, so, no, before the giveaway, though... What's happening with Arby coming up next? I'm going on vacation, man. What? Yes. Arby doesn't vacation, yes, man. Yes, yes, Actually, before I go, um, we actually have our first MMAB meeting uh, in Broward County for uh, ordinances and roll call for uh, the advisory board for the rollout in Broward County, which is extremely important. Um, I was blessed, uh, Cheryl, and uh, uh, shout out to Commissioner Holness um, and their their whole crew were, were, were sitting there and trying to set up certain ordinances and variances to make sure that we roll this out in, uh, in Broward County the right way. So um, they've blessed me with the chair. Um, Congratulations. And, uh, thank That's you, awesome. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm surrounding myself with people like Cheryl, um, uh, Chloe Villano. I'm trying to get down here uh, because she's written up rules and regulations. Uh, I know we have quite a few others um, that are sitting there. We're just trying to make uh, Broward County the best place to come and visit and get their medicine. Um, and uh, if, if we could have a part of, of doing that, then that's what we'll do. Um, so we're looking, looking out. We will be announcing dates uh, once, uh, once we have the first meeting to make sure that everybody gets acquainted and make sure uh, what's our, on our agenda. 
and uh, and make sure that uh, we do the right thing by Broward and, and, and the Broward people and the Broward patients. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. Making uh, making this medicine more accessible, leading the charge. Arby Barroso here in Broward. That's then I'm out. Th- then vacation. Then 22nd, I'm out. Well, Until you're, the first. you're only going to see him in one place while I'll he's on vacation. I'll have some snow behind me. And it's right here, Saturday morning, <laughs> 10 a.m. to 12. I'm going to make sure that the camera's set up. I'll have the mountain, the snow right behind me. I'll have the gondola coming down in the back end. And... Uh, I don't know how Utah is on medication, but I'm pretty sure. I don't know. We'll see. Okay. We will see our giveaway. Our giveaway. We're doing a new thing for our giveaways, Cannabis Life Radio. We are, uh, we are trying to do two winners. Two winners. One winner we're going to announce right now. And the second, the second winner, if you comment or DM your email address, we are sending the second winner's name via email uh, right after the show. Today's winner, today's winner, we are going to give $250 worth of CBD. Drum roll, please. Elena G. P. Sorensen. Sorensen. Elena, you've won $250 worth of CBD. Please DM us your address, and we will go ahead and ship that out to you. We'll get you a code. Uh, and for anyone else that wants to win the other half of our $500 giveaway, please DM or comment your email address. We'll be sending out a winner via email uh, by the end of Monday. By the end of Monday, we will announce that winner via email. That's so that back DM- end. Well, wait, listen, time out. Tell me. We got the new clothes. Oh, man. You want to show them, huh? You want to show them. Absolutely, man. This is, this is a windbreaker right here. Uh, so go to CannabisLifeApparel.com, and this clothes, the new clothing line, will be on there. As you can see, our socks are on the board. Oh, you're grabbing the, the Cannabis Life Apparel. Guys, check out Cannabis Life Apparel. It's the apparel brand, apparel brand, and we've got some really good discounts for first-time Absolutely. customers. And we'll always be able to give out discount codes for our Cannabis Life Radio viewers. Go ahead. We'll get back. Go ahead, Jeff. Why don't use, you come and join us, Use your Jeff? coupon. Jeff, can you give us like two style. minutes of your time? Smoking style. Come on, man. Come on. Come and join us for two, two, two minutes. Come on. I think I'm going to have Laura uh, fill in my spot next week. So I don't know if my commander-in-chief is listening. But I'd love to have her here on uh, I've on been the asking show. Laura Fuentes when we're going to get her on. Jeffrey, when are we going to get Laura Fuentes on? Next week, you and you, me, her? Can you tell Arby what happened this, uh, this week with Laura? No, no I, I didn't. Oh, she... with the PBS. That's right. But that, that was one thing. Also, Shout out she... PBS also. Yeah, we're that... having an episode on PBS. We didn't even talk about it in the show. We had so many things going that on. Was, that was incredible. It was awesome. And then she also decided to... Uh, to surprise us over here. Really? Yeah, she, oh, she, she, came she, in she did a drive-by? She did she a drive-by. Drive-by. <laughs> she stopped by with Ilana and Matt. Didn't even tell us she was coming by. She just walked in the door. Love it. <laughs> love it. So good thing we, we all stopped uh, you know, playing cards for a minute. And <laughs> <laughs> pretended like we were. <laughs> well, pretended listen, we were shout out work. definitely to her because she's a grandmother right now. So much love uh, to Laura and... Uh, and my partner that's been with me since 2012. Much love. I know she's really happy right now. She's got a big smile on her face. Uh, she's a gr- new grandmother to a beautiful, beautiful uh, baby boy. So that's, she that's, loves it. She loves it. And uh, I've seen her smile a lot in uh, the 15 years that I've known her, but I've never seen her as happy as I've seen her now uh, on the way when she goes and sees him. So, you know, God bless to her. And uh, listen, support uh, go to CannabisLifeApparel.com. Uh, go to Green Roads World. Put in your share your stories. Make sure you're checking the products that you guys are taking. And let's just have fun and make sure that Florida becomes the number one cannabis medical providing uh, state in the country. Absolutely. Um, and then absolutely. after that, we'll go after rec. So uh, absolutely. we'll go from there. 
Couldn't have said it better, Arby. We want to, on behalf of Cannabis Life Radio, we want to thank all of our guests, Eden Marley. Eden Marley, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, Bruce Nathan, running for governor of Florida, thank you again for coming in studio and uh, sharing some of the things on his agenda. Uh, special shout out to Green Roads World, supporting everything that we're doing on the CBD side. And shout out to our Cannabis Life Radio team in the background. You may not see them all the time, but Jeff. Always the man, oh, Jonathan, William setting everything up, Rebecca making everything look Becca. good, Stacia back there. Uh, shout out to all of you guys, and we will see you next week for episode 13 of Cannabis Life Radio. This broadcast is Peace brought to you out. by Green Roads World. world Love world, you guys. World, Peace. World, 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 world. 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 world.